0: Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Chapter 1 The Boy Who Lived. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of Number 4, Privet Drive, were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. They were the last people you'd expect. The worst. Okay. For real this
1: time. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 1 The Worst Birthday. Not for the first time. I'm a mess. I'm a mess right now. I'm sorry. Chapter 1, The Worst Birthday. Not for the first time,
0: an argument had broken out over breakfast at number 4 Private Drive. Mr. Vernon Dursley had woken in the early hours of the morning to a hooting noise. I'm ready. You guys ready? Let's do this. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Chapter 1. Owl Post. Harry Potter was a highly unusual boy in many ways. For one thing, he hated the... Chapter 1. The Riddle House. The villagers of Little Hangleton still called it the Riddle House, even though it had been many years since the Riddle family had lived there. Harry Potter... And the Order of the Phoenix. Chapter One. Dudley Demented. The hottest day of the summer so far was drawing to a close, and a drowsy silence lay over the large square houses of Privet Drive. Chapter One. The Other Minister. It was nearing midnight, and the Prime Minister was sitting alone in his office reading a long memo that was slipping through his brain without leaving the slightest trace of meaning behind. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Chapter One. The Dark Lord Ascending. The two men appeared out of nowhere, a few yards apart in the narrow moonlit. Hello everyone. How are you all? I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it was an idea I had just at the very end there, and I realized, boy, if there's any time to do it, that time is now. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. And when I say that, I do of course mean here for all this time. After all this time, you're still with me. Um, You have joined me through some fascinating parts of my life. Um, (laughs) It's been three years. It will be exactly three years um, next month. I began this, this adventure on January 20th of 2018. And since then, of course, we have come such a long way. We're here now, uh, together, all of us, uh, prepared to <laughs> move along uh, into our final chapters. Uh, and this is something that, frankly, I wondered if I would ever experience. When I began this, I was—I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about a lot of things, and frankly, I'm still not. There are a lot of things I'm still not sure about, but. I wasn't sure if I'd make it all the way through. This was such an odd project, such a strange thing to be doing. Um, And now that I'm here, it just feels so much more strange um, to know that I'm going to keep going. And to know that I'm doing more now than I imagined that I would then. Um, I am... Uh, not only have I finished with this, but I've started new shows. Um, and, you know, Vintage Sidecar is taking off. We've had um, a, a great run through The Great Gatsby and Frankenstein and uh, now through a Christmas Carol. And as we're finishing with this, I'm also, you know, I'm nearing the end of an arc in Plays Dungeon World. I'm doing new things with it. And so it's more even than I imagined it would be. But I'm so thankful for y'all to be joining he, joining me for this. Um, it's been amazing. It feels amazing tonight. And I'm so thankful for you all. Um, I don't know how many more ways to say it, although I want to say it in every way I feasibly can. Um, I want to remind you all some people who made this happen. Um, Mama Cass uh, has been basically the person who helps me to make this happen make it such a big part of my life and I could not be more thankful uh, tuna Sunday has thrown so much dedication toward this project especially um, and to to having this be a part of his week almost as much as it is mine um, I really really appreciate it a ton uh, miss frizz thank you for uh, for throwing in your input and for, um, for for helping me to click with some things on the channel that I I was not Necessarily, you know, fully understanding. I appreciate you throwing in your ideas, um, uh, and then of course our our new addition, Mister Halfbit. Thank you so much for for helping me, especially to you know get things sort of eh, get the get the. The juice is flowing for some of the, the the odd projects, like the RPG stuff, um, and uh, you know for for participating in that. Um, thank you a ton to Solderfish, um, who was responsible for the fact that we don't have you know outages all the time anymore. Um, I used to have like probably two 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 times a week I would have you know my my stream cut out, but uh, Solderfish was the one who gifted me this stream machine I use now, and it has been um, the thing that has allowed me to do so much more with the channel. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who sent art in. Uh, Holly Rose with the the uh, Lo-Fi Sam art, and um, uh, Jade Hallett with the, the Beans art, and then all of you who have sent art in, um, I'm actually using a piece uh, today that was done by uh, Sam Was Taken, um, we're going to be seeing that near the end of today's first chapter. Um, and then everyone who has sent in other types of art, uh, written art, uh, everyone who has, has contributed to that project, um, folks who have decided, you know what, let's share a little bit more. Like, let's continue with this, this idea of sharing important parts of our lives. So Tuna Sunday and Half bit and, um, uh, Louise the Goat Lady, um, who's, who's streaming now. It's some very entertaining, some, some nice little bite-sized streams. Um, everyone, thank you a ton. And uh, of course, the folks who have, um, you know, helped to help to build some things that just help us out in general ways. Uh, Sander, who has done work on the wiki, and Hen, who I don't think is going to be here tonight. Hen's busy. Hen's having a busy couple of weeks here, but uh, Hen has been uh, doing some doing doing uh, the the work of <laughs> quite a few people over on the Discord. So thank you a ton. Oh, this is going to be a challenge. Um, after having done this for three years, I am pretty pretty anxious uh, about sort of where my emotions are going to be at during this chapter. Um, am I going to be able to keep it together? I don't know. I want to think that probably I will because I mentioned it before. My sort of stream brain kicks in and that keeps me in a very sort of different, fairly level mood. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm presenting something here. And, and uh, it was the same sort of stuff that would kick in back when I was performing on stage and stuff. You sort of, you forget some of the nervousness it's strange so frankly I don't know where I'm gonna be at with all this I have no idea I don't know wish me luck all of y'all I hope you enjoy everyone what 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 did we learn last week that's an enormous question isn't it finally Harry knows the truth and that's exactly, almost exactly the words that we start with from last week. The truth. Harry has just learned, by way of Snape's memories, all of the things that he wanted to know for years. For years. Over uh, over, over the course of, of seven years, so much was hidden from him. So much was behind the scenes. So much had to be done in secret. And he learns that it comes down to him to die for this cause why well apparently when when Voldemort came to his family's house and killed his parents and tried to kill Harry well we remember the process for creating a horcrux is one of shattering your own soul and you can only do that with acts of great evil like murder and in the murder of Harry's parents, Voldemort created a Horcrux. This Horcrux is Harry himself. A bit of Voldemort's soul flew out and attached to the only living thing around Harry. And as such, as long as Harry lives, that piece of Voldemort will still live as well. And Harry realizes what he has to do. He must give himself up. So he leaves Dumbledore's office and walks out through the grounds. This is a devastating walk. As Harry, underneath the invisibility cloak, sees people around him who he wants to say goodbye to, but he can't because he doesn't know if he does go say goodbye. He doesn't know if he'll be able to keep going. Hedwig is the real hero, says Harry can't see those he loves, otherwise he might turn back. Yeah, he might sort of realize how much he doesn't want to leave. He knows that he has to, but he might realize how much he doesn't want to. Ashmore, thank you a bunch. And Dahlia, I saw you in there too. And Eskar, love it. Thank you. Archer kid. Y'all are fantastic. He sees Ginny. Yeah, Mem Knight. He sees Ginny out here um, tending to uh, some of the wounded. And boy, does he want to go say goodbye. But he chooses not to. He sees Neville who is helping to carry the body of Colin Creevy, who is too young to be fighting, must have snuck back in. And Harry tells Neville what has to be done. Yep, Hedwig is the real hero. He tells Neville about the snake. The snake must be killed. He doesn't tell Neville why, but he realizes this is why Dumbledore told him to include... Um, Hermione and Ron in the planning. There must be three. And it's because you need to have more than one person in on the secret just in case something happens. And now that Harry is taking himself out of the secret, he must bring someone else in. So he tells Neville about the snake, and he heads out into the Forbidden Forest. It is a dark walk, made all the darker by Dementors, who Harry doesn't know if he can contend with. Even earlier today, even before he had all of the trouble, um, uh, you know, seen so many people die around him, even though he is in the midst of his darkest moment, wanting to live and knowing that he can't. Even before all that, he was having a hard time producing a Patronus. He knows he can't do it now, and this is when he realizes the gift that was given to him by Dumbledore. He pulls out the golden snitch that he was unable to open before, And it says, I open at the close. This is the close. This is curtains closed. This is is all for Harry. This is the end. And he whispers this to the snitch. I am about to die. And it opens up. And there inside is the ring that we saw on Dumbledore's hand. And it contains the resurrection stone. Harry realizes he is going to meet his family. His parents. Lupin. Sirius. So to bring them back right now, that wouldn't be so bad. And so he does. And they quietly accompany him to the sacrifice he has to make. Nobody else can see them. But he walks straight into the camp of Death Eaters there in the forest, and very quickly, Voldemort kills him. In our next chapter, Harry is supposed to be dead, right? And yet, he's waking up in King's Cross Station. He looks around and finds himself here, uh, where the Hogwarts Express would typically pick him up. And there's an odd, strange, a strange and and frightening little creature huddled up underneath uh, one of the seats, making noises, who he later finds out um, is sort of the piece of Voldemort. He finds this out from the person that he meets here in this misty, ethereal. King's Cross Station, it's Dumbledore. Dumbledore is here to meet Harry, and they talk about all the things that Harry wishes Dumbledore would have talked about while he was alive. All these questions Harry has, all of the confusion that he has, all of the betrayal that he feels, they cover that here. And we see Dumbledore at some of his most vulnerable he realizes how wrong he was to send Harry to his death like this. To assume that Harry would need to go into into this moment without all the information. Because he, Dumbledore thought Harry would make the same mistakes that he did, that Dumbledore did. And Harry admits, excuse me, Dumbledore admits that Harry is the better man. And that somewhere... Dumbledore has always known that. We find out why it's important um, that Harry must die here. Um, And we also find out that it seems that because of this, Voldemort can't have really killed Harry. And it's up to Harry now whether he will go back. This is a tough decision. Dumbledore doesn't know whether or not Harry will able to fully defeat Voldemort, but he believes that if Harry is able to do that, this might really be the end this time. This really might be the end. I think it's important, if you want all the details about the discussion that they had, you should go listen to the chapter in full, because a summary I don't think would do it justice. And now, everyone, I want to once again thank you an awful lot for being with me here today. I want to remind you that if you are looking for more news about sidecar stories, you can head to the garage, that's our Discord, Um, and uh, the link is there in chat, it'll pop up frequently. Um, If you've got anything you'd like to discuss, I would love to talk about it go ahead and put it in chat and I will try to revisit it after the chapter. But of course, now there are so many of us, um, even if I don't come back to revisit it, y'all can talk about it amongst yourselves. And I have been so excited to see y'all do that, Um, to see that develop over time. Y'all, it is time. (sighs) Harry Potter, And THE DEATHLY HALLOWS CHAPTER 36 THE FLAW IN THE PLAN he was lying face down on the ground again the smell of the forest filled his nostrils he could feel the cold hard ground beneath his cheeks and the hinge of his glasses which had been knocked sideways by the fall cutting into his temple Every inch of him ached, and the place where the killing curse had hit him felt like the bruise of an ironclad punch. He did not stir, but remained exactly where he had fallen, with his left arm bent out at an awkward angle and his mouth gaping. He had expected to hear cheers of triumph and jubilation at his death, but instead hurried footsteps, whispers, and solicitous murmurs filled the air. "'My lord, my lord,' it was Bellatrix's voice, and she spoke as if to a lover. Harry did not dare open his eyes, but allowed his other senses to explore his predicament. He knew that his wand was still stowed beneath his robes, because he could feel it pressed between his chest and the ground, A slight cushioning effect in the area of his stomach told him that the invisibility cloak was there also, stuffed out of sight. My lord! That will do, said Voldemort's voice. More footsteps. Several people were backing away from the same spot, desperate to see what was happening and why Harry opened his eyes by a millimeter. Voldemort seemed to be getting to his feet. Various Death Eaters were hurrying away from him, returning to the crowd lining the clearing. Bellatrix alone remained behind, kneeling beside Voldemort. Harry closed his eyes again and considered what he had seen. The Death Eaters had been huddled around Voldemort, who seemed to have fallen to the ground. Had Something had happened when he had hit Harry with the killing curse. Had Voldemort, too, collapsed? It seemed like it and both of them had briefly fallen unconscious and both of them had now returned my lord let me i do not require assistance said voldemort coldly and though he could not see it harry pictured bellatrix withdrawing a helpful hand the boy is he dead There was complete silence in the clearing. Nobody approached Harry, but he felt their concentrated gaze. It seemed to press him harder into the ground, and he was terrified that a finger or an eyelid might twitch. "'You,' said Voldemort, and there was a bang and a small shriek of pain. "'Examine him. Tell me whether he is dead.' Harry did not know who had been sent to verify, he could only lie there with his heart thumping traitorously and wait to be examined, but at the same time noting, small comfort though it was, that Voldemort was wary of approaching him, that Voldemort suspected that it had not all gone to plan. Hands, softer than he had been expecting, touched Harry's face, pulled back an eyelid, Crept beneath his shirt down to his chest and felt his heart. He could hear the woman's fast breathing, her long hair tickled his face. He knew she could feel the steady pounding of life against his ribs. Is Draco alive? Is he in the castle? The whisper was barely audible. Her lips were an inch from his ear. Her head bent low so that her long hair shielded his face from the onlookers. Yes. He breathed back. He felt the hand on his chest contract. Her nails pierced him. Then it was withdrawn. She had sat up. He is dead? Narcissa Malfoy called to the watchers. And now... They shouted. Now they yelled in triumph and stamped their feet, and through his eyelids Harry saw bursts of red and silver light shoot into the air in celebration. Still feigning death on the ground, he understood. Narcissa knew that the only way she would be permitted to enter Hogwarts and find her son was a part of the conquering army. She no longer cared whether Voldemort won. ''You see?'' screeched Voldemort over the tumult. ''Harry Potter is dead by my hand, and no man alive can threaten me now. Watch!
1: Crucio!''
0: Harry had been expecting it. Knew that his body would not be allowed to remain unsullied upon the forest floor, it must be subjected to humiliation to prove Voldemort's victory. He was lifted into the air, and it took all his determination to remain limp, and yet the pain he had expected did not come. He was thrown once, twice, three times into the air. His glasses flew off, and he felt his wand slide a little beneath his robes, but he kept himself floppy and lifeless. And when he fell to the ground for the last time, the clearing echoed with the jeers and shrieks of laughter. ''Now,'' said Voldemort, ''we go to the castle and show them what has become of their hero. Who shall drag the body? No, wait.'' There was a fresh outbreak of laughter, and after a few minutes, Harry felt the ground trembling beneath him. ''You carry him.'' Voldemort said it will be nice and visible in your arms will he not pick up your little friend Hagrid and the glasses put on the glasses he must be recognizable Someone slammed Harry's glasses back onto his face with deliberate force, but the enormous hands that lifted him into the air were exceedingly gentle. Harry could feel Hagrid's arms trembling with the force of his heaving sobs. Great tears splashed down upon him as Hagrid cradled Harry in his arms, and Harry did not dare, by movement or word, to intimate to Hagrid that all was not yet lost.
1: ''Move!''
0: said Voldemort, and Hagrid stumbled forward, forcing his way through the close-growing trees back through the forest. Branches caught at Harry's hair and robes, but he lay quiescent, his mouth lolling open, his eyes shut, and in the darkness, while the Death Eaters crowed all around them, and while Hagrid sobbed blindly, nobody looked to see whether a pulse beat in the exposed neck of Harry Potter. The two giants crashed along behind the Death Eaters. Harry could hear trees creaking and falling as they passed. They made so much din that the birds rose shrieking into the sky, and even the jeers of the Death Eaters were drowned. The victorious procession marched on toward the open ground, and after a while Harry could tell, by the lightening of the darkness through his closed eyes, but the trees were beginning to thin BANE Hagrid's unexpected bellow nearly forced Harry's eyes open are you happy now are ya? that you didn't fight you cowardly bunch of nags are you happy that Harry Potter's dead Hagrid could not continue but broke down in fresh tears. Harry wondered how many centaurs were watching their procession pass. He dared not open his eyes to look. Some of the Death Eaters called insults at the centaurs as they left them behind. A little later, Harry sensed by a freshening of the air that they had reached the edge of the forest. Stop! Harry thought that Hagrid must have been forced to obey Voldemort's command because he lurched a little. And now a chill settled over them where they stood, and Harry heard the rasping breath of the Dementors that patrolled the outer trees. They would not affect him now. The fact of his own survival burned inside him, a talisman against them, as though his father's stag kept guardian in his heart. Someone passed close by Harry, and he knew that it was Voldemort himself because he spoke a moment later, his voice magically magnified so that it swelled through the grounds, crashing upon Harry's eardrums. Harry Potter is dead. He was killed as he ran away trying to save himself while you lay down your lives for him. We bring you his body... As proof that your hero is gone. The battle is won. You have lost half your fighters. My death eaters outnumber you, and the boy who lived is finished. There must be no more war. Anyone who continues to resist, man, woman or child will be slaughtered, as will every member of their family. Come out of the castle now, kneel before me and you shall be spared. Your parents and children, your brothers and sisters will live and be forgiven and you will join me in the new world we shall build together. There was silence in the grounds and from the castle. Voldemort was so close to him that Harry did not dare open his eyes again. Come, said Voldemort, and Harry heard him move ahead, and Hagrid was forced to follow. Now Harry opened his eyes a fraction and saw Voldemort striding in front of them, wearing the great snake Nagini around his shoulders, now free of her enchanted cage. But Harry had no possibility of extracting the wand concealed under his robes without being noticed by the Death Eaters, who marched on either side of him through the slowly lightening darkness. Harry? sobbed Hagrid. Oh, Harry! Harry! Harry shut his eyes tight again. He knew that they were approaching the castle and strained his ears to distinguish, above the gleeful voices of the Death Eaters and their trampling footsteps, signs of life from those within. Stop! The Death Eaters came to a halt. Harry heard them spreading out in a line facing the open front doors of the school. He could see... Even through his closed lids, the reddish glow that meant light streamed upon him from the entrance hall. He waited. Any moment, the people for whom he had tried to die would see him lying, apparently dead, in Hagrid's arms. The scream was the more terrible because he had never expected or dreamed that Professor McGonagall could make such a sound. He heard another woman laughing nearby and knew that Bellatrix gloried in McGonagall's despair. He squinted again for a single second and saw the open doorway filling with people as the survivors of the battle came out onto the front steps to face their vanquishers and see the truth of Harry's death for themselves. He saw Voldemort standing a little in front of him stroking Nagini's head with a single white finger. He closed his eyes again. No! No! Harry, Harry. Ron's, Hermione's, and Ginny's voices were worse than McGonagall's. Harry wanted nothing more than to call back, yet he made himself lie silent, and their cries acted like a trigger. The crowd of survivors took up the cause, yelling and screaming abuse at the Death Eaters until. Silence! cried Voldemort. And there was a bang and a flash of bright light, and silence was forced upon them all. It is over! Set him down, Hagrid, at my feet, where he belongs. Harry felt himself lowered onto the grass. You see, said Voldemort, and Harry felt him striding backward and forward right beside the place where he lay. Harry Potter is dead. Do you understand now, deluded ones? He was never Anything but a boy who relied on others to sacrifice themselves for him. "'He beat
1: you!'
0: yelled Ron, and the charm broke, and the deafening sound of Hogwarts shouting and screaming again until a second more powerful bang extinguished their voices once more. "'He was killed while trying to sneak out of the grounds,' said Voldemort, and there was a relish in his voice for the lie. "'Killed?' While trying to save himself. But Voldemort broke off. Harry heard a scuffle and a shout, then another bang, a flash of light, and a grunt of pain. He opened his eyes an infinitesimal amount. Someone had broken free of the crowd and charged at Voldemort. Harry saw the figure hit the ground, disarmed, Voldemort throwing the challenger's wand aside and laughing. And who is this he said in his soft snake's hiss, who has volunteered to demonstrate what happens to those who continue to fight when the battle is lost? Bellatrix gave a delighted laugh <laughs> it is. <laughs> Neville Longbottom, my lord, the boy who has been giving the carol so much trouble, the son of the auras, remember? Ah, yes, I remember, said Voldemort, looking down at Neville, who was struggling back to his feet, unarmed and unprotected, standing in the no-man's land between the survivors and the Death Eaters. But you are pure blood. "'Aren't you my brave boy?' Voldemort asked Neville, who stood facing him, his empty hands curled into fists. "'So what if I ab?" said Neville loudly. "'You show spirit and bravery, and you come of noble stock. You make a very valuable Death-Eater. We need your kind, Neville Longbottom.' "'I'll join you when hell is over,' said Neville. door's army!' he shouted, "'and there was an answering cheer from the crowd, "'whom Voldemort's silencing charm seemed unable to hold. "'Very well,' said Voldemort, "'and Harry heard more danger in the silkiness of his voice "'than in the most powerful curse. "'If that is your choice, Longbottom, "'we revert to the original plan.' On your head, he said quietly, be it. Still watching through his lashes, Harry saw Voldemort wave his wand. Seconds later, out of one of the castle's shattered windows, something that looked like a misshapen bird flew through the half-light and landed in Voldemort's hand. He shook the mildewed object by its pointed end, and it dangled, empty and ragged, "'The Sorting Hat.' "'There will be no more sorting at Hogwarts School,' said Voldemort. "'There will be no more houses. "'The emblem, shield, and colours of my noble ancestor, Salazar Slytherin, will suffice for everyone, won't they, Neville Longbottom?' He pointed his wand at Neville, who grew rigid and still, and then forced the hat onto Neville's head so that it slipped down below his eyes. There were movements from the watching crowd in front of the castle, and as one, the Death Eaters raised their wands, holding the fighters of Hogwarts at bay. Neville here is going to demonstrate what happens to anyone foolish enough to continue to oppose me. Said Voldemort, and with a flick of his wand, he caused the sorting hat to burst into flames. Screams split the dawn, and Neville was aflame, rooted to the spot, unable to move, and Harry could not bear it. He must act. And then, many things happened in the same moment. They heard the uproar from the distant boundary of the school as what sounded like hundreds of people came swarming over the out-of-sight walls and pelted toward the castle, uttering loud war cries. At the same time, Grop came lumbering around the side of the castle and yelled, I go! His cry was answered by roars from Voldemort's giants. They ran at Grop like bull elephants, making the earth quake. Then came hooves and the twangs of bows, and arrows were suddenly falling amidst the Death Eaters who broke ranks, shouting their surprise. Harry pulled the invisibility cloak from inside his robes, swung it over himself, and sprang to his feet as Neville moved too. In one fluid motion, Neville broke free of the body-bind curse upon him. The flaming hat fell off him, and he withdrew from its depths something silver with a glittering, rubied handle. The slash of the silver blade could not be heard over the roar of the oncoming crowd, or the signs and sounds of clashing giants, or of the stampeding centaurs, and yet it seemed to draw every eye. With a single stroke, Neville sliced off the great snake's head, which spun high into the air, gleaming in the light flooding from the entrance hall, and Voldemort's mouth was open in a scream of fury that nobody could hear, and the snake's body thudded to the ground at his feet. Hidden beneath the invisibility cloak, Harry cast a shield charm between Neville and Voldemort before the latter could raise his wand. Then, over the screams and roars of the thunderous stamping of the battling giants, Hagrid's yell came loudest of all. "'Hurry!' Hagrid shouted. Harry, Where's Harry?' Chaos reigned. The charging centaurs were scattering the Death Eaters. Everyone was fleeing the giants' stamping feet, and nearer and nearer thundered the reinforcements that had come from who knew where. Harry saw great-winged creatures soaring around the heads of Voldemort's giants, Thestrals and Buckbeak the Hippogriff scratching at their eyes while Grop punched and pummeled them. And now the wizards, defenders of Hogwarts and Death Eaters alike, were being forced back into the castle. Harry was shooting jinxes and curses at any Death Eater he could see, and they crumpled, not knowing who or what had hit them, and their bodies were trampled by the retreating crowd. Still hidden beneath the invisibility cloak, Harry was buffeted into the entrance hall. He was searching for Voldemort and saw him across the room, firing spells from his wand as he backed into the Great Hall, still screaming instructions for his followers as he sent curses flying left and right. Harry cast more shield charms, and Voldemort's would-be victims, Seamus Finnegan and Hannah Abbott, darted past him into the Great Hall, where they joined the fight already flourishing inside it. And now there were more. Even more people storming up the front steps, and Harry saw Charlie Weasley overtaking Horace Slughorn, who was still wearing his emerald pajamas. They seemed to have returned at the head of what looked like the families and friends of every Hogwarts student who had remained to fight, along with the shopkeepers and homeowners of Hogsmeade. The centaurs, Bane, Ronan, and Magorian burst into the hall with a great clatter of hooves, and behind Harry, the door that led to the kitchens was blasted off its hinges." The House Elves of Hogwarts, swarmed into the entrance hall, screaming and waving carved knives and cleavers as at their head, the locket of Regulus Black bouncing on his chest was Creature, his bullfrog's voice audible above the din. Fight, fight, fight for my master, defender of House Elves, fight the Dark Lord in the name of brave Regulus, fight. They were hacking and stabbing at the ankles and shins of Death Eaters, their tiny faces alive with malice, and everywhere Harry looked, Death Eaters were folding under the sheer weight of numbers, overcome by spells, dragging arrows from wounds, stabbed in the leg by elves, or simply attempting to escape, but swallowed by the oncoming horde. But it was not over yet. Harry sped between duelers, past struggling prisoners, and into the Great Hall. Voldemort was in the center of the battle, and he was striking and smiting all within reach. Harry could not get a clear shot, but fought his way nearer, still invisible, and the great hall became more and more crowded as everyone who could forced their way inside. Harry saw Yaxley slammed to the floor by George and Lee Jordan, saw Dolohov fall with a scream at Flitwick's hands, saw Walden McNair thrown across the room by Hagrid, hit the stone wall opposite and slide unconscious to the ground. He saw Ron and Neville bringing down Fenrir Greyback, Aberforth stunning Rookwood, Arthur and Percy flooring Thickness, and Lucius and Narcissa Malfoy running through the crowd, not even attempting to fight, screaming for their son. Voldemort was now dueling McGonagall, Slughorn, and Kingsley all at once and there was cold hatred in his face as they wove and ducked around him, unable to finish him. Bellatrix was still fighting, too. Fifty yards away from Voldemort, and like her master, she dueled three at once. Hermione, Ginny, and Luna, all battling their hardest, but Bellatrix was equal to them, and Harry's attention was diverted as a killing curse shot so close to Ginny, she missed death by an inch. He changed course running at bellatrix rather than voldemort but before he had gone a few steps he was knocked sideways not my daughter you bitch mrs weasley threw off her cloak as she ran freeing her arms bellatrix spun on the spot roaring with laughter at the sight of her new challenger out of my way shouted mrs weasley to the three girls and with a swipe of her wand she began to duel Harry watched with terror and elation as Molly Weasley's wand slashed and twirled, and Bellatrix Lestrange's smile faltered and became a snarl. Jets of light flew from both wands. The floor around the witch's feet became hot and cracked. Both women were fighting to kill. "'No!' Mrs. Weasley cried as a few students ran forward, trying to come to her aid. "'Get back! You get back! She's mine!' Hundreds of people now lined the walls, watching the two fights, Voldemort and his three opponents, Bellatrix and Molly. And Harry stood invisible, torn between both, wanting to attack and yet to protect, unable to be sure that he would not hit the innocent. What will happen to your children when I've killed you? Taunted Bellatrix, as mad as her master, capering as Molly's curses danced around her. When Mummy's gone, same way as Freddy. You will never touch our children again, screamed Mrs. Weasley. Bellatrix laughed, the same exhilarating laugh her cousin Sirius had given as he toppled backward through the veil, and suddenly Harry knew what was going to happen before it did. Molly's curse soared beneath Bellatrix's outstretched arm and hit her squarely in the chest, directly over her heart. Bellatrix's gloating smile froze. Her eyes seemed to bulge. For the tiniest space of time, she knew what had happened. And then she toppled, and the watching crowd roared, and Voldemort screamed. Harry felt as though he turned in slow motion. He saw McGonagall, Kingsley, and Slughorn blasted backward, flailing and writhing through the air as Voldemort's fury at the fall of his last, best lieutenant, exploded with the force of a bomb. Voldemort raised his wand and directed it at Molly Weasley. Protego! roared Harry, and the shield charm expanded in the middle of the hall, and Voldemort stared around for the source— as Harry pulled off the invisibility cloak at last. The yell of shock, the cheers, the screams on every side of, Harry, he's alive, were stifled at once. The crowd was afraid, and silence fell abruptly and completely as Voldemort and Harry looked at each other and began, in the same moment, to circle each other. I don't want anyone else to try and help, Harry said loudly, and in the total silence his voice carried like a trumpet call. It's got to be like this. It's got to be me. Voldemort hissed. Potter doesn't mean that, he said, his red eyes wide. That isn't how he works is it? "'Who are you going to use as a shield today, Potter?' "'Nobody,' said Harry simply. "'There are no more Horcruxes. "'It's just you and me. "'Neither can live while the other survives, "'and one of us is about to leave for good. "'One of us?' "'jeered Voldemort, and his whole body was taut, "'and his red eyes stared, a snake that was about to strike. "'You think that it will be you, do you, "'the boy who has survived by accident "'and because Dumbledore was pulling the strings?' "'Accident, was it, my mother died to save me?' asked Harry." They were still moving sideways, both of them, in that perfect circle, maintaining the same distance from each other, and... For Harry, no face existed but Voldemort's. Accident when I decided to fight in that graveyard? Accident that I didn't defend myself tonight, and still survived, and returned to fight? Accidents screamed Voldemort, but he still did not strike, and the watching crowd was frozen, as if petrified. And of the hundreds in the hall, nobody seemed to breathe, but they too. Accident and chance, and the fact that you crouched and snivelled behind the skirts of greater men and women, and permitted me to kill them for you. You won't be killing anyone else tonight said Harry, as they circled and stared into each other's eyes, green into red. "'You won't be able to kill any of them ever again. "'Don't you get it? "'I was ready to die to stop you from hurting these people. "'But you did not!' "'I meant to. "'And that's what did it. "'I've done what my mother did. "'They're protected from you. "'Haven't you noticed how none of your spells... binding you can't torture them you can't touch them you don't learn from your mistakes riddle do you you dare yes i dare said harry i know things that you don't tom riddle i know lots of important things that you don't do you want to hear some before you make another big mistake Voldemort did not speak, but prowled in a circle. And Harry knew that he kept him temporarily mesmerized and at bay, held back by the faintest possibility that Harry might indeed know a final secret. Is it love again? said Voldemort, his snake's face jeering. Dumbledore's favorite solution, love, which he claimed conquered death though love did not stop him falling from the tower and breaking like old waxwork. Love, which did not prevent me stamping out your mud blood Mother, like a cockroach, Potter, and nobody seems to love you enough to run forward this time and take my curse. So what will stop you dying now when I strike? "'Just one thing,' said Harry, and still they circled each other, wrapped in each other, held apart by nothing but this last secret. "'If it is not love that will save you this time,' said Voldemort, "'you must believe that you have magic, I do not, "'or else a weapon more powerful than mine.' I believe both, said Harry, and he saw shock flit across the snake-like face, though it was instantly dispelled. Voldemort began to laugh, and the sound was more frightening than his screams, humorless and insane. It echoed around the silent hall. (laughs) You, You think you know more magic than I do, he said than I, than Lord Voldemort, who has performed magic that Dumbledore himself never dreamed of. Oh, he dreamed of it, said Harry, but he knew more than you, knew enough not to do what you've done. You mean that he was sweet? screamed Voldemort too weak to dare too weak to take what might have been his what will be mine no he was cleverer than you said Harry a better wizard a better man I brought about the death of Albus Dumbledore You thought that you did, said Harry, but you were wrong. For the first time, the watching crowd stirred as the hundreds of people around the walls drew breath as one. Dumbledore is dead! Voldemort hurled the words at Harry as though they would cause him unendurable pain. "'His body decays in the marble tomb on the grounds of this castle. "'I have seen it, but uh, he will not return.' "'Yes, Dumbledore is dead,' said Harry calmly. "'But you didn't have him killed. "'He chose his own manner of dying, chose it months before he died. "'Arranged the whole thing with the man that you thought was your servant.' Childish dream is this, said Voldemort, but still he did not strike, and his red eyes did not waver from Harry's. Severus Snape wasn't yours, said Harry. Snape was Dumbledore's. Dumbledore's from the moment that you started hunting down my mother, and you never realized it because of the thing that you can't understand. You never saw Snape cast a Patronus, did you, Riddle? Voldemort did not answer. They continued to circle each other like wolves about to tear each other apart. Snape's Patronus was a doe, said Harry. The same as my mother's. "'Because he loved her for nearly all his life, from the time when they were children.' "'You should have realized,' he said as he saw Voldemort's nostrils flare. "'He asked you to spare her life, didn't he?' "'He desired her, that was all,' sneered Voldemort. "'But when she had gone, he agreed there were other women.' purer blood worthier of him of course he told you that said Harry but he was Dumbledore's spy from the moment you threatened her and he's been working against you ever since Dumbledore was already dying when Snape finished him it matters not shrieked Voldemort who had followed every word with rapt attention but now let out a cackle of mad laughter "'It matters not whether Snape was mine or Dumbledore's "'or what petty obstacles they tried to put in my path. "'I crushed them as I crushed your mother, Snape's great love. "'Oh, but it all makes sense, Potter, "'and in ways that you do not understand.' Dumbledore was trying to keep the Elder Wand from me. He intended that Snape should be the master of the wand, but I got there ahead of you, little boy. I reached the wand before you could get your hands on it. I understood the truth before you caught up. I killed Severus Snape three hours ago. And the Elder Wand, the Death Stick, the Wand of Destiny, is truly mine. Dumbledore's last plan went wrong, Harry Potter. Yes, it did, said Harry. You're right. But before you try and kill me, I advise you to think about what you've done think, and try for some remorse, Riddle. What is this? Of all the things Harry had said to him, beyond any revelation or taunt, nothing had shocked Voldemort like this. Harry saw his pupils contract into thin slits, saw the skin around his eyes whiten. "'It's your last chance,' said Harry. "'It's all you've got left. "'I've seen what you'll be otherwise. "'Be a man. "'Try. "'Try for some remorse.' "'You
1: dare,'
0: said Voldemort again. "'Yes, I dare!' said Harry, because Dumbledore's last plan hasn't backfired on me at all. It's backfired on you, Riddle. Voldemort's hand was trembling on the Elder Wand, and Harry gripped Draco's very tightly. The moment he knew was seconds away. The wand isn't working for you properly. Still, because you murdered the wrong person. Severus Snape was never the true master of the Elder Wand. He never defeated Dumbledore. He killed! Aren't you listening? Snape never beat Dumbledore. Dumbledore's death was planned between them. Dumbledore intended to die undefeated. The Wand's last true master. If all had gone to plan, the Wand's power would have died with him because it had never been won from him. But then, Potter Dumbledore, as good as gave me the Wand... Voldemort's voice shook with malicious pleasure. I stole the wand from its last master's tomb. I removed it against its last master's wishes. Its power is mine. You still don't get it, Riddle, do you? Possessing the wand isn't enough. Holding it, using it, it doesn't make it really yours. Didn't you listen to Ollivander? The wand chooses the wizard the elder wand recognized a new master before Dumbledore died someone who never even laid a hand on it the new master removed the wand from Dumbledore against his will never realizing exactly what he had done or that the world's most dangerous wand had given him its allegiance Voldemort's chest rose and fell rapidly and Harry could feel the curse coming feel it building inside the wand pointed at his face The true master of the Elder Wand was Draco Malfoy. Blank shock showed in Voldemort's face for a moment. But then it was gone. But what does it matter? He said softly. Even if you are right, Potter, it makes... "'No difference to you and me? "'You no longer have the Phoenix Wand. "'We duel on skill alone. "'And after I have killed you, "'I can attend to Draco Malfoy.' "'But you're too late,' said Harry. "'You've missed your chance. "'I got there first. "'I overpowered Draco weeks ago. "'I took this wand from him.' "'Harry twitched the Hawthorne wand, "'and he felt the eyes of everyone in the hall upon him. "'So it all comes down to this, doesn't it?' "'whispered Harry. "'Does the wand in your hand know its last master was disarmed?' Because if it does, I am the true master of the Elder Wand. A red-gold glow burst suddenly across the enchanted sky above them. As an edge of dazzling light appeared over the sill of the nearest window, the light hit both of their faces at the same time so that Voldemort's was suddenly a flaming blur. Harry heard the high voice shriek as he too yelled his best hope to the heavens pointing Draco's wand. Havada Kedavra! Expelliarmus! The bang was like a cannon blast, and the golden flames that erupted between them, at the dead center of the circle that they had been treading, marked the point where the spells collided. Harry saw Voldemort's green jet meet his own spell, saw the Elder Wand fly high, dark against the sunrise, spinning across the enchanted ceiling like the head of Nagini, spinning through the air toward the master it would not kill, who had come to take full possession of it at last. And Harry, with the unerring skill of the seeker, caught the wand in his free hand as Voldemort fell backward, arms splayed, the slit pupils of the scarlet eyes rolling upward. Tom Riddle hit the floor with a mundane finality, his body feeble and shrunken, "'the white hands empty, the snake-like face vacant and unknowing. "'Voldemort was dead, killed by his own rebounding curse, "'and Harry stood with two wands in his hand, staring down at his enemy's shell. "'One shivering second of silence the shock of the moment suspended. And then, the tumult broke around Harry as the screams and the cheers and the roars of the watcher rent the air. The fierce new sun dazzled the windows as they thundered toward him, and the first to reach him were Ron and Hermione, and it was their arms that were wrapped around him their incomprehensible shouts that deafened him. And then Ginny, Neville, and Luna were there. And then all the Weasleys, and Hagrid, and Kingsley, and McGonagall, and Flitwick, and Sprout, and Harry could not hear a word that anyone was shouting, nor tell whose hands were seizing him, pulling him, trying to hug some part of him. Hundreds of them pressing in, all of them determined to touch the boy who lived. The reason it was over at last. The sun rose steadily over Hogwarts, and the great hall blazed with life and light. Harry was an indispensable part of the mingled outpourings of jubilation and mourning, of grief and celebration. They wanted him there with them, their leader and symbol, their savior and guide. And that he had not slept, that he craved the company of only a few of them, seemed to occur to none. He must speak to the bereaved, clasp their hands, witness their tears, receive their thanks, hear the news now creeping in from every quarter as the morning drew on, that the Imperiast, up and down the country, had begun to come back to themselves, that Death Eaters were fleeing or else being captured, that the innocent of Azkaban were being released at that very moment, and that Kingsley Shacklebolt had been named Temporary Minister of Magic. They moved Voldemort's body and laid it in a chamber off the hall, away from the bodies of Fred, Tonks, Lupin, Colin Creevy, and fifty others who had died fighting him. McGonagall had replaced the house tables, but nobody was sitting according to house anymore. They were all jumbled together. Teachers and pupils, ghosts and parents, centaurs and house elves, And Ferenz lay recovering in a corner. And Grop peered in through a smashed window, and people were throwing food into his laughing mouth. After a while, exhausted and drained, Harry found himself sitting on a bench beside Luna. "'I would want some peace and quiet, if it were me,' she said. "'I would love some,' he replied." I'll distract them all she said use your cloak and before he could say a word she had cried oh look a blibbering humdinger and pointed out of the window everyone who heard looked around and harry slid the cloak up over himself and got to his feet now he could move through the hall without interference he spotted Ginny two tables away she was sitting with her head on her mother's shoulder "'there would be time to talk later. "'Hours and days and maybe years in which to talk. "'He saw Neville, the sort of Gryffindor, "'lying beside his plate as he ate, "'surrounded by a knot of fervent admirers. "'Along the aisle between the tables he walked, "'and he spotted the three Malfoys, "'huddled together as though unsure "'whether or not they were supposed to be there, "'but nobody was paying them any attention. Everywhere he looked, he saw families reunited,' And finally, he saw the two whose company he craved most. "'It's me,' he muttered, crouching down between them. "'Will you come with me?' They stood up at once. And together, he, Ron, and Hermione left the great hall. Great chunks were missing from the marble staircase. Part of the balustrade was gone, and rubble and bloodstains occurred every few steps as they climbed. Somewhere in the distance, they could hear Peeves zooming through the corridors, singing a victory song of his own composition. "'We did it, we bashed him, we potter's the one, and Voldy's got moldy, so let's have some fun!' "'Really gives a feeling for the scope and the tragedy of the thing, doesn't it?' said Ron." pushing open a door to let Harry and Hermione through. Happiness would come, Harry thought, but at the moment it was muffled by exhaustion, and the pain of losing Fred and Lupin and Tonks pierced him like physical wounds every few steps. Most of all, he felt the most stupendous relief and a longing to sleep. But first he owed an explanation to Ron and Hermione, who had stuck with him for so long, and who deserved the truth. Painstakingly, he recounted what he had seen in the pensive, and what happened in the forest. And they had not even begun to express all of the shock and amazement when at last they arrived at the place to which they had been walking, though none of them had mentioned their destination. Since he had last seen it, the gargoyle guarding the entrance to the headmaster's study had been knocked aside. It stood lopsided, looking a little punch-drunk, and Harry wondered whether it would be able to distinguish passwords anymore. Can we go up? he asked the gargoyle. Feel free, groaned the statue. They clambered over him and out of the spiral staircase that moved slowly upward like an escalator. Harry pushed open the door at the top. He had one brief glimpse of the stone pensive on the desk where he had left it, and then an ear-splitting noise made him cry out, thinking of curses and returning Death Eaters and the rebirth of Voldemort. But it was applause. All around the walls, the headmasters and headmistresses of Hogwarts were giving him a standing ovation— they waved their hats and, in some cases, their wigs. They reached through their frames to grip each other's hands. They danced up and down on the chairs in which they had been painted. Dillis Derwent sobbed unashamedly. Dexter Fortescue was waving his ear trumpet, and Phineas Nigelis called in his high, reedy voice, And let it be noted that Slytherin House played its part. Let our contribution not be forgotten. But Harry had eyes only for the man who stood in the largest portrait directly behind the headmaster's chair. Tears were sliding down from behind the half-moon spectacles into the long silver beard, and the pride and the gratitude emanating from him filled Harry with the same balm as the phoenix song. At last, Harry held up his hands, and the portraits fell respectfully silent, beaming and mopping their eyes, waiting eagerly for him to speak. He directed his words at Dumbledore, however, and chose them with enormous care. Exhausted and bleary-eyed though he was, he must make one last effort, seeking one last piece of advice. "'The thing that was hidden in the snitch,' he began. "'I dropped it in the forest.' I don't know exactly where, but I'm not going to go looking for it again. Do you agree? My dear boy, I do, said Dumbledore, while his fellow pictures looked confused and curious. A wise and courageous decision, but no less than I would have expected from you. Does anyone else know where it fell? No one. "'said Harry, and Dumbledore nodded his satisfaction. "'I'm going to keep Ignotus's present, though,' said Harry, "'and Dumbledore beamed. "'But of course, Harry, it is yours forever, "'until you pass it on. "'And then there's this.' "'Harry held up the Elder Wand, "'and Ron and Hermione looked at it with a reverence "'that, even in his befuddled and sleep-deprived state,' Harry did not like to see. I don't want it, said Harry. What? said Ron loudly. Are you mental? I know. I know it's powerful, said Harry wearily. But I was happier with mine. So. He rummaged in the pouch hung around his neck and pulled out the two halves of holly still connected by the finest thread of phoenix feather. Hermione had said that they could not be repaired, that the damage was too severe. All he knew was that if this did not work, nothing would. He laid the broken wand upon the headmaster's desk, touched it with the very tip of the elder wand, and said, Reparo. As his wand resealed, red sparks flew out of its end. Harry knew he had succeeded. He picked up the holly and phoenix wand and felt a sudden warmth in his fingers, as though wand and hand were rejoicing at their reunion. I'm putting the elder wand, he told Dumbledore, who was watching him with enormous affection and admiration, back where it came from. It can stay there. If I die a natural death like Ignotus, it's... Power will be broken, won't it? The previous master will never have been defeated. That, that will be the end of it. Dumbledore nodded. They smiled at each other. Are you sure? said Ron. There was the faintest trace of longing in his voice as he looked at the Elder Wand. I think, I think Harry's right, said Hermione quietly. ''That one's more trouble than it's worth,'' said Harry. ''And quite honestly,'' he turned away from the painted portraits, thinking now only of the four-poster bed lying waiting for him in Gryffindor Tower, and wondering whether Creature might bring him a sandwich there. ''I've had enough trouble for a lifetime,'' Everyone, that is the end of our first and certainly longest chapter for the evening. I'm going to come back in five minutes and we're going to read our next chapter. It's only six pages. The one that we just read was 29 pages. And as such, um, obviously, we don't have an awful lot left to go. I want to thank you all so much for being here. I want to leave you all with a cheddar question here. How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about this? I've said it so many times at this point. Well, the value of math science might be in its objectivity, the value of what we what we do here of art, whether it's literature or whatever kind of art, is in its subjectivity. We come to art from where we are, and that is what makes it important. It's, it's the ability of it to mean something differently to different people, and even to the same person differently at different times of their life. I can't tell you how much more this series has meant to me than the first time I read it. And it meant a lot to me the first time. So I want to know from you all, you're coming to this from where you are, from the life experience that you have had, that you're having right now, um, from whatever you're experiencing these days, from whatever you experience today. I want to know coming to this from where you are, what does this mean to you? I'll see you in five minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. A quick review of chapter uh, 36. In chapter 36, Harry wakes up. He was supposed to be dead, but now he wakes up, and he is headed toward... um, (laughs) He's headed toward the castle, being carried by Hagrid. Um, Hagrid is being forced to carry Harry by the Death Eaters, who are rejoicing over the fact that Harry Potter has been defeated and... Voldemort, their leader, has officially won the fight. They reach the steps of the castle, and Voldemort challenges everyone inside, saying, listen, well, not not really challenges, mostly just says, listen, come out now, stop fighting, and it will all be over, and you won't be killed, and your families won't be killed, and someone immediately decides to uh, ride up against that, huh? Um, It is Neville Longbottom. Neville the Brave, and uh, he runs up to Voldemort, Um, he does not make it very far, Uh, Voldemort disarms him, but Neville Longbottom is not going to, you know, fall down and, uh, you know, sit at Voldemort's feet, not a chance, Voldemort decides to make a lesson out of him, and uh, summons the sorting hat, puts it on Neville's head and says, we're not doing sortings anymore, Uh, from now on. The, the great name of Salazar Slytherin will be good enough for everyone. Uh, no houses. And he lights the hat on fire on Neville's head. And then a lot of things happen at once. Harry's on the ground, uh, having been put down by Hagrid, and he tumbles under his invisibility cloak as the world goes nuts. Um, there are all sorts of... going to sneeze. There are all sorts of reinforcements showing up all of a sudden. He hears hooves um, as... Uh, Um, centaurs start to show up. Uh, He hears Grop come around from the edge of the castle um, and uh, more from the inside of the castle. And all of a sudden, there's a flash. And Neville Longbottom has been deemed worthy by the Sorting Hat to receive the Sword of Gryffindor. Neville pulls out the sword and cuts the head off of Nagini, the snake. um, And, well... That's the end of the final Horcrux. Uh, There's fighting all over the castle, but Harry tries to remain hidden um, to find his best opportunity with Voldemort. And because he keeps seeing, essentially, these fights going on, and if he tries to dive into the middle of any one of them, he's got as good a chance of hitting a friend as he does hitting an enemy. Um, It's not an ideal circumstance. He walks inside where Voldemort is dueling um, with Kingsley, Slughorn, and who else was it? Uh, uh, McGonagall. Um, and Bellatrix Lestrange is dueling with, uh, Hermione, Ginny, and Luna, um, and then they are joined by basically all the folks, it, it seems like the escaping students who headed into Hogsmeade, uh, by the secret tunnel, they told everyone what was going on, and the castle is now flooded with the families of those folks who were fighting here in the castle. Um, we see the whole Weasley family, even Charlie's here, um... And uh, this is when, you know, Slughorn shows up and we have got every person we've ever met in the Wizarding World has picked a side here. Um, And Mrs. Weasley... Molly Weasley charges into the fight. She's no longer... Did y'all notice that? She's no longer Mrs. Weasley uh, in that fight. She's Molly Weasley. Um, I thought that was interesting, and we're probably going to talk about that later on, but uh, Molly Weasley charges into this fight with Bellatrix, and uh, in the, the the fury of these two women, um, Molly Weasley succeeds in ending the terror that is Bellatrix Lestrange. Voldemort shrieks... Um, uh, his fury at this, and Harry realizes now is the time to reveal himself. He throws off the invisibility cloak. He throws up a shield charm between Voldemort and Molly Weasley, and now everyone is quiet. And Voldemort knows Harry's body didn't disappear. Harry's not dead. They circle one another, standing in the Great Hall, ready to... Ready to fight, but each one waiting a moment. Harry waits because he wants Voldemort to understand. He wants Voldemort to have a last chance to have some remorse. And he tells Voldemort this much. Voldemort waits because Harry can see it in his eyes. He thinks there really may be something. Some secret of magic yet undiscovered to Voldemort. And, well it's not so much that as much as it is the same secrets that Voldemort has never understood his whole life. Voldemort can't hurt these people because Harry did the same thing for all of the people in Hogwarts that Harry's mother did for him. He died for them. And although the complex magical machinery that connected him to voldemort prevented voldemort from really truly finishing the job he died for them and that was enough that was enough to protect all of them from voldemort voldemort thinks well i still have this moment and i'm going to kill you because i have the wand now you might not know this harry potter but i have just gone to kill the true master of the elder wand someone who i overlooked initially but severus snape the true master of the elder wand and harry says no You've killed Severus Snape, but you haven't killed the true master of the Elder Wand. Snape never overcame Dumbledore. Snape never overpowered Dumbledore. It's about intent in the same way that Harry intended to die and uh, intended to die for the people in Hogwarts, and although he did not die, he meant to, and he committed to it. In the same way, Snape might have... Ended Dumbledore, but he didn't defeat Dumbledore, because it was planned between them. Who was it that disarmed Dumbledore? Well, it was Draco Malfoy. And Harry, having disarmed Draco Malfoy just a few weeks prior, well, if his theory is correct, Harry is the new master of the Elder Wand. Dumbledore had it. Draco overpowered Dumbledore. Harry overpowered Draco. The wand's not going to hurt him. And at that moment, they launch their curses at one another, Uh, they launch their spells at one another, Uh, Voldemort screaming out Avada Kedavra, intending to kill Harry, and Harry shouts his signature Expelliarmus to disarm Voldemort, to remove that wand from Voldemort's possession and take possession of it himself once and for all. This curse that Voldemort sent out was the last bit of his power. And without the Elder Wand going up against a part of himself that was protected, uh, is essentially an unwinnable fight for Voldemort, he passes and his body is laid aside as Hogwarts celebrates. Hogwarts celebrates the final victory. And Harry, although he, boy, he just wants a rest at this point, he doesn't have the chance to because so many people want him to be involved with their celebrations of victory. And Luna notices this, of course. Luna, who sees a little bit more, a little differently than everyone else, sees, boy, I'd want a break if I were you. Uh, I'll distract him. You go ahead. Harry puts the invisibility cloak back on and amidst the celebrations rejoins Ron and Hermione. They go up into the headmaster's office where all of the portraits cheer endlessly, not literally, but um, for uh, Harry's victory and for Harry's valor. Um, And Harry speaks uh, in a final conversation with the portrait of Dumbledore about the Hallows and what has become of them. The Horcruxes are gone. Now the only real danger is the Hallows themselves. Harry says that he uses coded language because he doesn't want anyone but Voldemort... Nope. Doesn't want anyone but Dumbledore to really understand about this because he really wants this to just be over. He wants it to end with him. No more loose ends. He says that the ring... Again, in coded language, but he says, the the ring, the sorcerer's stone, I dropped it in the forest. I'm not going to go looking for it. Is that okay? And Dumbledore says, yes. And... Finally, Harry says, I'm going to keep the cloak. Dumbledore approves of this as well. And Harry says, I am going to hide the wand. I'm going to put it back where it came from. And if I die a natural death, then the power of the wand dies with me, right? Dumbledore approves. And at this point at this point, at this moment or point, but not both at the same time, because then you get moint. Um, At this point. Harry decides, boy, it's time to rest. It is time to rest. And now, although that was a pretty, uh, pretty hefty review, it was almost 30 pages of review, let us begin our final chapter of Harry Potter Out Loud. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Nineteen years later. Epilogue. Autumn seemed to arrive suddenly that year. The morning of the first of September was crisp and golden as an apple, and as the little family bobbed across the rumbling road toward the great sooty station, the fumes of car exhausts and the breath of pedestrians sparkled like cobwebs in the cold air. Two large cages rattled on top of the laden trolleys the parents were pushing— The owls beside them hooted indignantly, and the red-headed girl trailed tearfully behind her brothers, clutching at her father's arm. "'It won't be long you'll get to go, too,' Harry told her. Two years,' sniffed Lily. "'I want to go now,' the commuters stared curiously at the owls as the family wove its way toward the barrier between Platforms 9 and 10. Albus's voice drifted back to Harry over the surrounding clamor. His sons had resumed the argument they had started in the car. "'I won't... I won't be in Slytherin!' "'James, give it a rest,' said Ginny. "'I only said that he might be,' said James, grinning at his younger brother. "'There's nothing wrong with that. He might be in Slytherin!' But James caught his mother's eye and fell silent. The five potters approached the barrier. With a slightly cocky look over his shoulder at his younger brother... James took the trolley from his mother and broke into a run. A moment later, he had vanished. You'll write to me, won't you? Albus asked his parents immediately, capitalizing on his momentary absence of the brother. Every day, if you want us to, said Ginny. Not every day, said Albus quickly. James says "'Most people only get letters from home about once a month. "'We wrote to James three times a week last year,' said Ginny. "'And you don't want to believe everything that he tells you about Hogwarts,' Harry put in. "'He likes a laugh, your brother.' "'Side by side, they pushed the second trolley forward, gathering speed. "'As they reached the barrier, Albus winced, but no collision came. "'Instead, the family emerged onto Platform 9 and three-quarters,' which was obscured by thick white steam pouring from the scarlet Hogwarts Express. Indistinct figures were swarming through the mist, into which James had already disappeared.
1: "'Where are they?'
0: asked Albus, anxiously, peering into the hazy forms as they passed and made their way down the platform. "'We'll find them,' said Ginny, reassuringly but the vapor was dense and it was difficult to make out anybody's faces. Detached from their owners, voices sounded unnaturally loud. Harry thought he heard Percy discoursing loudly on broomstick regulations and was quite glad of the excuse not to stop and say hello. "'I think that's them, Al,' said Ginny suddenly. A group of four people emerged from the mist, standing alongside the very last carriage. Their faces only came into focus when Harry, Ginny, Lily, and Albus had drawn right up to them— "'Hi,' said Albus, sounding immensely relieved. Rose, who was already wearing her brand-new Hogwarts robes, beamed at him. "'Parked all right, then?' Ron asked Harry. "'I did. Hermione didn't believe I could pass a Muggle driving test, did you? She thought I'd have to confund the examiner.' "'No, I didn't,' said Hermione. "'I had complete faith in you.' "'As a matter of fact, I did confund him.' Ron whispered to Harry as they, together, lifted Albus's trunk and Al onto the train. I only forgot to look at the wing mirror, and let's face it, I can use a super sensory charm for that. Back on the platform, they found Lily and Hugo, Rose's younger brother, having an animated discussion about which house they would be sorted into when they finally went to Hogwarts. If you're not in Gryffindor, we'll disinherit you, said Ron. But no pressure. Ron? Lily and Hugo laughed, but Albus and Rose looked solemn. "'He doesn't mean it,' said Hermione and Ginny, but Ron was no longer paying attention. Catching Harry's eye, he nodded covertly to a point some fifty yards away. The steam had thinned for a moment, and three people stood in sharp relief against the shifting mist. "'Look who it is.' Draco Malfoy was standing there with his wife and son." A dark coat buttoned up to his throat. His hair was receding somewhat, which emphasized the pointed chin. The new boy resembled Draco as much as Albus resembled Harry. Draco caught sight of Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Ginny staring at him, nodded curtly, and started to turn away. "'So that's little Scorpius,' said Ron under his breath. "'Make sure that you beat him in every test, Rosie. Thank God you inherited your mother's brains.' for heaven's sake said Hermione half stern half amused don't try and turn them against each other before they've even started school you're right sorry said Ron but unable to help himself he added don't get too friendly with him though Rosie Grandad Weasley would never forgive you if you married a pureblood hey James had reappeared he had divested himself of his trunk owl and trolley and was evidently bursting with news Teddy's back there he said breathlessly, pointing over his shoulder into the billowing clouds of steam. Just seen him, and guess what he's doing? Snogging Victoire. He gazed up at the adults, apparently disappointed by the lack of reaction. Our Teddy, Teddy Lupin, snogging our Victoire, our cousin, and I asked Teddy what he was doing. You interrupted them, said Ginny. You are sore like Ron. And... "'He said that he'd come to see her off, and then he told me to go away. "'He's he's snogging her,' James added, as though worried he had not made himself clear. "'That would be really lovely if they got married,' whispered Lily ecstatically. Teddy would be really a part of the family, then.' "'He already comes around for dinner about four times a week,' said Harry. "'Why don't we just invite him to live with us and have the deal done with?' "'Yeah!' said James enthusiastically. "'I don't mind sharing with Al. "'Teddy can have my room.' "'No,' said Harry firmly. "'You and Al will share a room "'only when I want the house demolished.' "'He checked the battered old watch "'that had once been Fabian Pruitt's. "'It's nearly eleven. "'You better get on board the train.' "'Don't forget to give Neville our love,' "'Jinny told James as she hugged him. "Mum, I can't give a professor love.' but you know, Neville. James rolled his eyes. Yeah, outside, but at school he's Professor Longbottom, isn't he? I can't walk into Herbology and give him love. Shaking his head at his mother's foolishness, he vented his feelings by aiming a kick at Albus. See you later, Al. Watch out for the Thestrals. I thought they were invisible. You said they were invisible. But James merely laughed, permitting his mother to kiss him, gave his father a fleeting hug, and then leapt onto the rapidly filling train they saw him wave then sprint away up the corridor to find his friends Thestrals are nothing to worry about, Harry told Albus they're gentle things there's nothing scary about them anyway, you won't be going up to the school in carriages, you'll be going in the boats Ginny kissed Albus goodbye I see you at Christmas bye, Al said Harry as his son hugged him. Don't forget Hagrid's invited you to tea next Friday. Don't mess with Peeves, don't duel anyone until you've learned how, and don't let James wind you up. What if I'm in Slytherin? The whisper was for his father alone, and Harry knew that only the moment of departure could have forced Albus to reveal how great and sincere that fear was. Harry crouched down so that Albus's face was slightly above his own. Alone of Harry's three children, Albus had inherited Lily's eyes. Albus Severus, Harry said quietly so that nobody but Ginny could hear, and she was tactful enough to pretend to be waving at Rose, who was now on the train. You were named for two headmasters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin, and he was probably the bravest man I ever knew but just say, then Slytherin House will have gained an excellent student, won't it? It doesn't matter to us, Al, but if it matters to you, you'll be able to choose Gryffindor over Slytherin. The Sorting Hat takes your choice into account. Really? It did for me, said Harry. He had never told any of his children that before, and he saw the wonder in Albus's face when he said it. But now the doors were slamming all along the scarlet train, and the blurred outlines of parents were swarming forward for final kisses, last-minute reminders. Albus jumped into the carriage, and Ginny closed the door behind him. Students were hanging from the windows nearest them. A great number of faces, both on and off the train, seemed to be turned toward Harry. Why are they all staring? demanded Albus, as he and Rose craned around to get a look at the other students. "Eh, Don't let it worry you, said Ron. It's me. I'm extremely famous. Albus, Rose, Hugo, and Lily laughed. The train began to move, and Harry walked alongside it, watching his son's thin face already ablaze with excitement. Harry kept smiling and waving, even though it was a little like a bereavement. "'watching his son glide away from him. "'The last trace of steam evaporated in the autumn air. "'The train rounded a corner. "'Harry's hand was still raised in farewell. he will be all right,' murmured Ginny. "'As Harry looked at her, "'he lowered his hand absentmindedly "'and touched the lightning scar on his forehead.' I know he will. The scar had not pained Harry for nineteen years. All was well. This is going to be so weird to say goodbye to this scene collection. You know, on, on on my end, what I'm looking at here are a PDF, chat, and sort of stream monitoring, and then Discord and my, my scene collection up there. It is going to be so weird. So weird not to come back to this. Oh, boy. Oh. Happy 3 years everybody. <laughs> we did it. We did the we did the whole thing. January I want to say it was January 20th of 2018. It was a Sunday. I was freaked out. I had a laptop. I had um my earbud mics. I think the very first one, I wasn't even uh, standing up yet. I think the very first one, I, I sat on the bed with this laptop and streamed... Uh, I, I think I started with kind of an introduction about, you know, what this... What, what the point was, what I was going to be doing with all this, what I wanted it to become. And... At that point, you know, I was looking forward at the future without any idea what it was going to look like, without any idea whether circumstances would conspire to allow me to continue to do this for for such a long time. I knew it was going to be a long ride. I knew it was going to take a long time. I didn't math it out by chapter. Um, you know, I didn't know how often I was going to be reading. I didn't know um, if I was going to be able to do it every week or how many chapters I was going to be able to read per week. Um, Three years. Wow. Bells says happy three years. Sidecar Sam. Thank you a ton. Jade dragon says, congratulations. I've been listening for a little over a year now. And I'm so glad I found all of you. Dahlia says, wow, (laughs) baby flying by the seat of your sidecar says tuna. It has been such a weird and wild ride. Um, We've been doing this for such a long time, and I've met so many people that, you know, like, I'm, I'm surprised I've remembered a lot of, you know, faces, of course, I'm in quotes as usual, but, you know, like, so many, so many names that, frankly, my mind shouldn't be able to keep logged away, and yet, it has done so. Um, Archer Kid, thank you very much, I appreciate it. Um, y'all, this is, <laughs> this is such a weird thing to have completed, but we did it. Of course, I can see you, Meriden. What are you talking about? Uh, Luke is wondering who's your favorite voice slash character from Sam, folks. Uh, and that's actually an excellent question because I've, I, uh, as we as we continue with new series, um, and as we read um, a Christmas, as we are reading a Christmas Carol, I realized, boy, there's just a perfect opportunity for um, some folks that we really enjoy from Harry Potter to end up in there. And I realized, you know, as much as I'm going to try and like, I'm gonna, my default is going to be to go to new voices i want to i want to continue to use this to develop and expand my range etc uh ninja says i like i like sam's goggle voice age hey, me i'm the goggles i'm here to uh i to make sure nobody gets inside of dumbledore's office without you know without the, the, the proper authorization you know what i'm talking about say the, say the candy say the candy dumbledore likes and i'll let you in whatever um mama says <laughs> edna's my favorite Ah, oh, yes, it has been very nice to preside over this, but I'm sure you all know the penalty will be severe. Tuna says Fenrir is my favourite. Oh, that's a great one. That's one that I found pretty recently and I've actually been using it. It's South African and I've been using it pretty recently and a couple of other things as well. Uh, let's see, who is this? Loverly Random, your your name is so dark blue, I can't read it. Uh, Loverly Random says, phew, only joined in the last few years, but it's been great. The community is so wonderful and welcoming. I love the interaction between new and old fans. And now I've got a, a new version to turn to next time I want to listen again. Fantastic. Yeah, I hope I, I hope y'all will enjoy on the re-listen. Hey, uh, two years on Twitch, Batman. congrats. I have not been here for two years, but congrats to you. Um, uh, Liddy says, uh, honestly, Dumbledore's voice was so relaxing, I'll miss it. And I'm sure that I will be missing doing it as well. I, I have um, other versions of this voice, um, something with a bit more gravitas, but certainly this is one that I enjoyed because it was so calming. It was such a, a, a quiet and gentle influence over the whole series. Um, <laughs> let's pop some bubbly, says uh, Luke's Luke says... <laughs> The McGonagall voice was impeccable. It's certainly one of the ones that I'm most proud of. I do wish that I could reliably pitch it upwards just a bit, but... My word, it has been such a great enjoyment. I've missed you doing it very much over this book because you don't talk to her nearly as much in this time. And she kind of says, I love Snape's voice in Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb was one of the ones that I, I, I really had trouble trying to figure out how I was going to make it very different from... Um, oh, what is that guy's name? It's not, it's not Victor, he's the other... Karkaroff. How was I going to make it different from Karkaroff and then subsequently different from uh, uh, Dolohov? And it was it was a challenge, but Dolohov is another one that shows up in a different spot. I, I use that on Wednesdays. He plays a very specific character attached to one of our players. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, and, of course, Snape's voice was the one who was most unreliable. I find myself losing it and regaining it regularly in tools, not ever knowing when it's going to pop up. Jem says, Hagrid probably. Hagrid does seem to be the one that I've gotten the most love for. I think people really enjoy that one because it's pretty close to the original. I think I've done a decent job of it. Samuel says, Snape and Trelawney and McGonagall. McGonagall, I think, is the one that's most divergent from the books and was certainly a lot of fun to perform. What's up? You said McGonagall. Did I say McGonagall? You nah, Trelawney. Trelawney, y'all knew who I meant. Um... And boy, I don't know what happened to Iroh just then, but are you okay, buddy? <laughs> uh Oh yeah, Courtney. Well, I'm definitely glad that yeah, we were able to <laughs> I'm definitely glad we were able to help out with that. That's fantastic. Um also fond of Sam's Julia Child. My Julia Child is not good at all. And frankly, it's it's not so much an impression of Julia Child as much as it is an impression of Binging with Babish's Andrew Ray, pretending to be Julia Child at the end of that one video of his... Andrew Ray, the, b- the beef is still on the table. I just... Look, we gotta... <laughs> I gotta get better at this YouTube thing, so I gotta start, like... I gotta start strife with other YouTubers. That's how it works, right? I, I like Andrew Ray a lot. I would never. Um, Is it Mood Swing's birthday? Ooh, Lisa. <laughs> is it Mood Swing's birthday? Uh, I feel like this is a switchboard right now. Yeah, Memnite likes Ginny. That's been a pretty consistent one the whole time. It's tough because it's another one that's hard to pitch up with, but I don't know if she sounds... I don't know, does she sound feminine? It's hard to tell. Not that it really matters. I certainly enjoyed that one. It's one I never expected to be able to do very well, but I think it's gone all right. Um, can't wait for Sam to read the Hagrid stories uh, that a couple of us wrote. Yes, I'm very excited for it as well. Absolutely, I am. Um, I have read through all of them, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting to them. I am in the midst of trying to record a few other things right now, but I'm hoping I can be done with those fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. Uh... Luke says we had a request for Mad-Eye, Slughorn, and Sirius that have yet to be fulfilled, Mr. Samwise. Well, I do hope that I can help you out with that. I think it's important to address all the requests that might have gone into the Discord. Of course... It does require a certain watchful eye for it, doesn't it? Constant vigilance! <laughs> and Slughorn was one. That was kind of a late entrance in there, but good heavens has he been fun. <laughs> Sometimes I like to really turn it up and notch to see how just how despicable I can sound. Serious is one that I had a lot of trouble with. It's hard to know how far to lean into this without just sounding like a cartoon character, but... I'm it's very Batman. Look, <laughs> I've gone behind the veil, and now I'm a protector in the night. I may not be the hero that Hogsmeade deserves, but I'm the hero it's got right now. That's not the line. <laughs> Can we get some Samuel L. Jackson in the next book? I don't know if I could pull out, like, a convincing Samuel L. Jackson... I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. I could try. I will try off stream because that one—that one feels like I don't know. I want to get it right, or I don't want to do it. Um, uh, Ninja says, "Sam, you'll keep the Harry Potter playlist on YouTube available, right? That is the plan. Yep, until until somebody takes it down." <laughs> Frizz says, "Already, Sam. You know my motto: people come for the voices, but stay for the beans." Hey, look, you y'all don't get this jukebox opportunity very often, do you? <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to. It's, it was my birthday yesterday. All right, that's sing worthy. Mood swing. Who do you want? Who do you want to sing "Happy Birthday" to you? <laughs> which which character from the books do you want? Do you want to sing "Happy Birthday"? Because I'll do it in any of the voices. I want to say I've done one as as Hagrid already. I think I have. But uh, let me know. I should make this available as like a. <laughs> Uh McGonagall yeah I can do that yeah this is exactly what I was thinking I should put this on Patreon like I'll sing happy birthday as whoever you want <laughs> no none of that you you goose excuse me I require quiet from everyone please get yourselves in order goodness what a bunch of rabble happy birthday to you Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. What swing? Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) Ninja, have a great one. I'll see you later. (laughs) Well, I'm certainly glad that you enjoyed it. Now go back to class, all of you. Good heavens. And don't expect anything like this in the future. You can expect stuff like that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. Tenacious on imagining (laughs) McGonagall singing like this to teach them the dance steps. Um,. Yeah, I think we could uh, we could very well imagine, like, she just tries to come up with some simple melody they'll all recognize so that they can all learn the dance steps easily. Just remember, happy birthday on that. It's two lefts and then a right, and then you take a long step forward and you do a little twirl. Get back with your partner, Neville. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ran out of gas on that one. Ronan says, Sirius Black's voice reminds me more of Rorschach from Watchmen. Oh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Um... <laughs> I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Indeed. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Seclosyanid says, I want to hear Gilderoy Lockhart say, Harry, 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 one more time. How was that? Oh, good grief. Listen, it has been quite the ride this whole time. It's been a fabulous three years, and I am very excited you've all joined me, but I do think it's probably time for a few beans, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, class, it's time. It's time to discuss my weekly schedule. That seems like how he would say it, right? He'd probably go schedule. Luke says, Gilderoy's the villain that bothers me most. Indeed, I see. Um, Yeah, that one, (laughs) he was certainly like, he certainly came out of nowhere, right? I think, I think, uh, I don't know. I think um, uh, definitely... (laughs) I think you'll know who my least favorite is, even though I find it nearly impossible to remember her name. Umbridge's, yes, Umbridge. Thank you. Um, let's let's boil that bean cup, says Tuna Sunday, which I feel takes a bit of the edge off of the motif we have created. <laughs> but let's boil the bean cup nonetheless. Let's boil the bean cup. sounds like something that you would shout to, like, all of your fellow, like, <laughs> bindlesack-carrying um, uh, railway tramps. All right. All right, boys. Let's boil up them bean cups. It's dinner time. <laughs> I want you all especially mirred to dance like no one is watching. Why didn't we do? Why didn't we start doing this a long time ago? You can definitely expect more of this. I don't know what we'll call it—a sidecar jukebox or something. Oh boy! Yeah, that one was Mama Cass's. That y- y'all can definitely thank Mama Cass for that one—the Umbridge voice. But don't express your thanks very enthusiastically, otherwise you will be breaking the sound. Dang it! I couldn't find the word. Sound strictures. Dang it! You'll break. You'll break the sound barrier. The sound? <laughs> Very different. Oh boy! Inticana tuna. Inticana. Van saves lives. Dahlia. Thank y'all a ton. All right. Of course you can get some dobby. Of course, book and hook. You can get a bit of dobby. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Um, uh, and yes, of course, Gwedall Lupin is one of my favorites i I feel Lupin is one of the more developed, even though it doesn't sound terribly, terribly different from my own voice, and Now tune is just like putting in random stuff Albus Aragog dobby Potter is that <laughs> is that the name of their next child? <laughs> Fritz says, Sam, have you ever done Yzma from Emperor's New Groove, sometimes your Edna goes into Isma territory. Oh, absolutely it does Paul. I don't know if I could pull it off. That one... What's his name? You should do crumped from that. Does he have a voice doesn't. I have not done any Patrick Warburton in Harry Potter. The plan is definitely to add him in. I don't know which god he's going to be, but... Uh, yeah, you can expect to hear a little bit of Patrick Warburton over in our next book series. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. You can pretty well expect he's going to show up there at some point. Definitely. He needs he needs some work, doesn't he? Olaf, I don't know if I have got Olaf's voice down. Olaf from from Frozen, right?
1: What's his What
0: is his name? Uh, it's not Jonathan Groff. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Yeah, I don't know if I can do a Josh Gad. Um, you have to listen to it. Use yeah. your imagination. Yeah, I can like I can just like do a goofball voice, but I I would need some time to hone in on his. He's got a pretty special voice. I like that dude. Yzma's um, the best villain of all time. <laughs> Alright, well I hope that you all enjoy this little this little uh, party trick that we've been doing here, and I do think it's probably time to move on. <laughs> I think that's the best I've ever done it. I'm typically pretty bad at my Patrick Warburton, but uh Well today you could pretty well expect I'm I'm pretty warmed up after nearly thirty six pages of chapters. There we go. Just... Look, don't do it. Don't do it. I said a goofball and I don't wanna hear about it. All right, everyone, it's time for beans. Yeah, we've got the hype potion now, which is fantastic. Why do we have, why is it like sending us stuff that seems to be pretty well designed for us? Um, But uh, yeah, let's see that hype potion in chat. Also, I'm back with a sub badge, says Fake Tuna Sunday. Welcome back. Welcome back, Fake Tuna Sunday. It's great to have you here. Luke says, oh yeah, Memnite. Let's see, what are we talking about Memnite? What happened he, here? Uh,
1: he, he was just talking about how Christoph is the king
0: in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. They say, price of my wall is not a price that you're willing to pay. Maybe you can have someone in Percy Jackson who only sings. Oh, boy, that would be impossible. Nah. Ah, hype train incoming. Well, everyone, <laughs> thank you a ton. Can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, and who just who just chucked that in there? Who done that? Um, I think it was Archer Kid. But maybe Muffin Man. Muffin Man, thank you very much. Uh Muffin Man, Archer Kid, Jade Dragon, thank you all a ton. Uh and we are back on the hype train for the second time in a second time in a stream, which I think we've done once before, but doot, doot. out of board. Come on now, step right up, get on aboard the hype train. Welcome. Uh Death says, My Lady Queen of Beans. The peasantry summons thee for thine gifts of unknown flavour, which is a great line. <laughs> Thank you, Dahlia. Once again, I appreciate all of our creative writers. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It made the doom noise when you when you get the uh, the the springs involved. <laughs> Jade Dragon says Yeah, well it's not much, but slinging bets is honest work. Which I'm sure is exactly what Jade Dragon sounds like, right? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. But that's what the meme sounds like in my head. When I see that guy with his with his suspenders. That ain't much, but it's on work. All right, everyone. I think it's about time. Um, and uh, let's see. Is somebody else heading out or is it you heading out, Iroh? I think it must be you. Iroh, have a great one. Have a great night, bud. Adios. We'll miss you. All right. Cupcakes. Yes, I approve. What's this about cupcakes now? Jade Dragon, Death Metal Dahlia. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I've seen Muffin Man in here a couple of times. But, yeah, thank you very much for jumping in and being so generous. Jade Dragon, thank you once again. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. My eye very red. I need... Which one? This one? Yeah. Oh, huh. I don't know. Um, let's see. Do I have something I can cover my eyes with? Where's my special... Very goofy green T-shirt, or should I just use? <laughs> I don't think I want to use a whole sweater. It's a Christmas sweater. Um. um you got a scarf? Yeah, a scarf will be perfect. I just have to fold it a couple of times because it's almost see-through. And oh, it's infinity scarf. Oh no, oh <laughs> no, I've been foiled. Um, this is not the final beans, Mirrodin. I think let's. I think we just carry on with the beans until. We sort out, we're going to, we're going to, maybe we'll call it by a new name. We'll call it, we'll call it Ambrosia until the end. Um, and, uh, yeah, until we find a a different, until we find a different tradition, we're going to keep doing this one. Um, all right, let's do this thing. Um, y'all can find me here on Monday through Thursday. Nope. Tuesday through Thursday. (laughs) I've already goofed it up. Um. If you are looking for ways to add to this pile, well, what the heck is this? My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories, and you can add onto our beans pile of Birdie Bot's every flavor beans by sharing on Instagram and Twitter. Um, use the hashtag Flying Sidecar uh, and train and also uh, and also um, we we completed level one. Thank you a ton, Archer Kid. Thanks so much. Um, <laughs> all right, level two, gang. Uh, thanks boy thanks thanks to you all a second hype train i mean i anticipated this was going to be like a wild night but we've had so many people in here i love it um and and you <laughs> gross dahlia unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck that's all right i'll forgive you i'll forgive you this time um and uh yeah archer kid thanks a ton um let's see what do we think this bean is i don't so Instagram, Twitter, use the hashtag flying sidecar. And also tag me in it, sidecar stories, because that's the best way to ensure that I will see it and it won't slip underneath the radar. This one's a weird one. Is it? It's definitely fruity, but I'm also getting a little bit of that stink bug. So is it supposed to be like fruit coffee? <laughs> what do y'all think? Fruit coffee? That's probably it, right? Thank you for topping the cauldron back up, and uh, for all of you great brewers out there uh, who have gotten us this far. Thank you a ton. Um, it's been an excellent stream for a lot of reasons, but uh, I appreciate everyone's generosity so very much. This one, I'm getting like a tiny bit of vanilla. It's it's like a it's um it's one that's not just a single fruit flavor. It's a couple of fruit flavors. I'm gonna go with the uh, pina colada. Even though I'm uh, boy, I'm sure that it's a different boat drink go ahead pina colada final answer orange sherbet. orange sherbet it doesn't taste like citrus at all what Sorry. dahlia dahlia not only topping it off but brewing the potion all on her own dahlia thank you a ton and jade dragon thanks for <laughs> topping it back off oh archer kid all right let's see it one quick bop there it is archer kid thank you so much <laughs> archer kid and dahlia and jade dragon Y'all keeping it top, topped up. Yeah, if you like Pina Colada's Mirrodin. Apparently, I don't like them enough. Um, all right. So, I was wrong on the first one. Put it on the board. Thanks, Frizz. Zero out of one. Rats. All right. Uh, on Tuesdays, y'all can find me here with Vintage Sidecar. Um, vintage Sidecar is where we shed some light on Classic Lit, and boy, you y'all will not believe the discussions we have over there it's so much fun and uh if you're just looking for a way to sort of get connected i'm not trying to teach a master class on it this is straight up this is for those folks who are like i find frankenstein intimidating i find uh pride and prejudice intimidating i find great gatsby intimidating come over and hang out we're gonna make it not intimidating all right we're gonna take this big wall this big you know like obelisk that we see in front of us, and we're going to break it down into individual bricks and take a look at each one of them. Uh, It's a ton of fun, uh, and I can promise you, you will come out of them understanding those books better than you did before. I read through them. I read through the whole thing, um, and when we've got a little bit more time, I do a pump the brakes read-through where I go through, and I'll stop, and I'll go through, you know, different words we might not understand. I explain them paragraph by paragraph, um, and we're going to go back to that in the new year once we're on a different book. Right now, however... We are on A Christmas Carol, and we're going to be done next week, just in time for Christmas. Um, All right. Dahlia, Jade Dragon, thanks a bunch. Um, Okay, let's see. Also on Tuesdays. Um, Although I'm not sure for how much longer. Um, We've accomplished many of the quests there. Harry Potter uh, in Minecraft. Uh, We are playing the Flu Networks, Witchcraft, and Wizardry. It's essentially a mod because of the way that it performs but they've done some real wizardry over there with base minecraft it's not technically even a mod um, but uh, yeah come over and hang out it's a fun time last time we we got well one of our most recent times we got on the wildest discussion about bigfellows.com and how we were going to rent out a line of Terrys to folks um, who are just just some big fellows who are there to like help you out <laughs> okay this one I'm getting a pretty basic strawberry, so I'm going to go with strawberry. Final answer. No? Uh, no. She, not only did she shake her head, but she went. Are you <laughs> it's
1: either lemon or pineapple, or it could be pina colada. None of which includes strawberries. Sorry. Well, <laughs> lemon,
0: pineapple, or pina colada? I think it's going to be. Are these big fellas bouncers? They'll be bouncers if you need them to be. Yeah, come get your Terry's. Come get, come get your terries. They'll be a Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, we, we did talk about sexy Santa Claus oh, during. <laughs> that one was during uh, Vintage, though. We talked about sexy Santa Claus because, like, the the depiction of the ghost of Christmas present is very sexy Santa Claus. He's just, like, hanging back on this big stack of turkeys with his, like, chest, like, rippling and, and open in this big old robe. He's just like, yeah, what's up? How you doing it's christmas (laughs) thank you Dragon, and thank you to everyone who uh kept that hype train chugging along
1: but is it because of muscle or is it because of
0: he's just he's a big fellow (laughs) that could be either one (laughs) well i mean it is a big stack of turkeys frizz if you go listen frizz if you go back and you listen to the chapter, you'll know. It's a big stack of, like, turkeys and hams and sausages and stuff and puddings. It's a big stack of meat. It's a meat stack. It is. Yeah, it's like a, it's a stack pudding. of Christmas dinners. Which is gross. <laughs> <laughs> it is pudding. gross. Pudding in the UK means something a little different, which I think you already knew. But for those of you who do not, um, pudding basically just means dessert. Okay. Um, so I got that one pretty wrong, didn't I? Everyone coming out on Tuesdays. Uh, it's a great way to start my streaming week, and I love it. On Wednesdays, we've got Chat Plays Dungeon World. And right now, we are in the midst of um, they have, our, our, our party. Has, and this is played by folks in chat. Y'all control these characters. Um, uh, Hen and Luis get in there with um, uh, with uh, our our ranger, Lineth. Good Lord. Um, oh, it's a spicy one. All right. Let me get out Dungeon World before I do it. And then we've also got some... Uh, basically, y'all play as all three of our characters. There's a heist. You need to plant some evidence in an airship. You've already succeeded with the approach. You've already got the, the um, evidence in place. Now you just have to make your escape. Uh, if you want to find out how you do that, come back next Wednesday. Although, we're doing one next Wednesday. Day before Christmas Eve? I think we will. I think we will just so we're not putting a break in between different parts of the heist. So next Wednesday, come back and y'all can hang out and you can actually help us figure out how did these folks escape? All right. It's a spicy bean. I haven't even been into it yet. This sucks. Jem says, I've only read like one part of a, a Percy Jackson book and watched a part of a movie. So I'm lost enough for it to be new. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that because um, a lot of folks, oh baby, it's not one of the hottest ones, but it's still not great. Okay. I'm going to be quiet for a second. So we don't, in, so we don't intimidate our blue boy. Are we finally going to get like, no, he knows he's on camera. There he is. There he is everyone. This is blue. He's named cause he's got blue eyes and he's our very anxious cat and he's got an angry, angry face. We love him for it. Nice. He did it. <laughs> it's the best we've ever had with him. Um Oh, baby. Um I'm going to go with jalapeno for this one because it doesn't taste like it's too far up there, but it's definitely not great. Yes. Usha. 1 for
1: 3.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for Percy Jackson because um I think we're going to be able to bring a lot to it. Um people don't people aren't going to be coming in with their sort of movie-based preconceived notions, at least not for the later books, Um, and even the ones who have seen the movies, I've heard they are not pleased with the movies as they've been done, so hopefully we can do these books justice as we do here on Sidecar Stories on Thursdays. Everyone, we do not have a stream next week. Um, I will keep y'all informed, but I would say I, I kind of doubt we're going to have a stream on, on Christmas Eve either. If we do, it'll be kind of a short one, just kind of a stop in and say hi sort of thing. Um, if you would like to know more and would like to be kept up to date on my schedule and such, and whether or not we're going to have a New Year's Eve stream, go over to the Discord. Um, oh. uh, if one of y'all in there wouldn't mind using the Discord command to pop that in there, um, you can go ahead and do that, and you can follow that link. Um, Sorry, I didn't realize you were
1: ready.
0: <laughs> it's all good. Um, you thought I was just sort of covering up for fun. I didn't,
1: I, I was reading chat and I didn't realize.
0: I know it's, it's enthralling, isn't it? The constant scroll, all the information. Yep. I heard it. I heard it. Uh, I got, yeah, we got one out of three so far. I got this, the spicy ones are a little easier cause I'm starting to decide, okay, this one's like abominably hot versus this one's pretty hot. Um, uh, but yeah, head over to the discord. Oh baby. Is this another one? I think it's another one. yeah oh oh it was really fruity for a second and then it's really bad now oh okay lisa i'm gonna have to go check if you gave me your your protection charm because oh Uh, i'm guessing probably oh man oh this is so bad it's burning the back of my throat that was i think about as bad as it's ever been i'm gonna go with carolina reaper
1: yeah yep sorry oh have black spots
0: so i thought you were safe mm, 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 mm.
1: unfortunately that does mean that there aren't going to be a lot of leftover reapers in here oh. I feel bad giving them to
0: you <laughs> oh well that's no good we'll need to mix some more We <laughs> need to knock down the frequency oh i already had a sore throat that's no good at all okay don't worry lisa hall is in here two hours ago with a rescue bean protection charm thank you very very much i appreciate it lisa um yeah like i said you can add to this bean pile if you wish um and lisa always requests a bean that is not a bad bean not a spicy bean not a gross bean so here's my protection charm bean oh baby you can also add to this pile by uh if i see a new folk uh, a new folk yeah that makes sense if i see new folks following um and you new folks let me know who brought you i will let whoever brought you in um go ahead and determine which bean we're going to do next Okay, Uh, oh duh, I don't have to be nervous about this one. (laughs) I was so gun-shy, I into that one. I kind of forgot the bread again, Marianne, but I really think that I kind of need to do it myself. I need to like, I need to get through it. (laughs) Why? Otherwise it's cheating, I don't know.
1: Is it cheating?
0: I I think so, in my head it is, yeah.
1: If you went on Hot Ones, would it be cheating to drink the milk?
0: Oh, I got no I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Hmm.
1: This is you're just training for hot ones.
0: Oh, I don't I don't want to be on hot ones. <laughs> Ugh.
1: I guess you do. He asks weird questions. You could ask him, sir. Tell me how you get your questions.
0: <sighs> okay. I think oh baby. I don't know. I don't know. Coming after two spicy ones, that's already bad enough. It was very strongly fruit flavored. It may be so strong as to even be like a citrusy. I'm going to go with orange. I'm going to go with orange something. I'm just going to say orange. And I think orange sherbet tastes less like orange, and more like vanilla. Uh, t- uh, t- tangerine or whatever the heck it is. Orange. I don't remember what it is. It's orange sherbet or what else? Tangerine. I'm just going go with tangerine. Final answer. I think I, I I did that last week and it goofed me, but I'm just gonna I'm just committing.
1: Uh, is green apple. Green apple. Or margarita. <laughs> not
0: not quite on track there. Um Escar, love it. I see you've thrown some stuff in there. And then Jade Dragon, thanks a ton. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, no dice at all. Not great. Um uh, not ideal. My my mouth is still on fire. Okay, uh, on Thursdays, of course, we have got. Oh, baby, we have got <laughs> flying sidecar, uh, a voice actor's venture through some stories we all love.
1: What's I think Carolina Reaper was your
0: Thursday. Was it? Yeah.
1: Because you're at five now, and you used
0: Lisa's. I think I did. Oh, maybe it was. Anyway, um, okay. Well, on Thursdays, flying sidecar, we're going to continue to do this. But of course, uh, as I have mentioned, uh, it is possible that we are going to be doing um, this a little bit earlier in the day. We've got the vote currently in Discord right now. It's looking like we're going to keep it at the same time. But I do need to make an announcement uh, to YouTube as well because I want to make obviously I want to make the people who can't watch it live aware of the live one.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> He said, let the people
0: know. I got you. Let my people know. <laughs> yeah, it works. I'm with you. I know. It fits. I'm with you. Um, Jade Dragon says, we're here to eat beans and drop bits, and I'm all out of bits.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> on Friday, I don't typically stream, but um, uh, I've, I've been using them uh, as I'm really busy on weekends right now uh, for things like editing, etc. cetera, so uh, I am not going to be streaming on Fridays for the time being, but... Uh, Instead, I will use this time to remind you, um, head over to Discord if you have not been in there already, uh, and if you have, thank you so much for joining all the discussions. Um, uh, I see so many folks in there, uh, just to name a few, uh, uh, Death Metal Dahlia, uh, Hogwarts Hippie, Nasty Hudson, like y'all who, y'all kind of make that Discord awesome, and I love checking in on those discussions. Um, uh, Yeah, you can hit up a couple of other folks on Fridays, that's a great point, Um, Tuna and occasionally, Miss Frizzle um, will also be streaming on Friday and Saturday. Um, I guess not occasionally, you're pretty, you're pretty much always in there, aren't you? Um, the, uh, the The streams that they do are mostly games based, and uh, they are a lot of fun. Uh, they've got some great, <laughs> some fun stuff where they'll name a chicken after you. Um, yeah, I was mostly just thinking of that stream where he did the um, uh, whatever that photography game is, but I don't know. You're right; it's mostly
1: especially because we got. I guess she doesn't get a full two weeks
0: off, but... Mom, winter break started, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Say congrats to, to Mama Cass. Winter break has started. Did I get another spicy one? No. no definitely not. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did name... I, I named a Warzone um, loadout after Mem Night. Which is all of the, like... <laughs> it's all the big spender stuff. Um, that's what, that's what all the perks are. Misphrase has three more days. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Get in there. You can do it. Just push on. Um, live says Discord Harry Potter channel has been fantastic. I love coming up with theories and ideas for everyone. And I'm, I'm very glad that y'all have been doing that. This one is kind of vanilla-y. It's also got a bit of licorice to it. I
1: feel like you describe a lot of them as
0: vanilla-y. I think, and I think part of that is because of the coating around the outside has like a little bit of that. Um, but, ooh, it's also giving me like a bubblegum kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with cotton candy. Because so I think the bubblegum one tastes like cotton candy. Final answer. I you think you're right. Yes. Yes. What's going on with Mood Swing?
1: She just finished college yesterday.
0: Whoa, really? <laughs> I never know how old people are. So I've got like, I just hear my child, um, is here, and so, yeah, I absolutely assumed that Mood Swing was a lot younger than that. Congrats, Mood Swing! Well done! Yeah, I'll be curious to know what your, yeah, what your, um, uh... Major. Thank you. What your major is, oh. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're cool with sharing that, but uh, very exciting, and congratulations to you. And congratulations to everybody. I want to give, like, a big hand to everyone uh, who is on either side of the uh, education setup. Um, all of our teachers, like, thank you so Uh, so much so mama cast miss frizzle and that miss frizzle and then um uh luke i know is is teaching as well but all the rest of you who are teachers and then of course all of our folks who are uh, in school and working hard um both of those groups y'all are heroes and um i am very very excited for you i know it's a tough time to be doing it right now on both sides uh but thank you thank you so very much. uh, if I hear somebody can't be here because they've got school responsibilities, whether as a teacher or a student, um, that's my favorite reason to hear somebody's not going to be here. <laughs> we got a lot of teachers in here. Yeah, we do. We do indeed. Okay, Miss um, Messica says baby steps through the weird classes. Just baby steps. You can do it. Uh, majored in IT and business. Okay, fantastic. So, yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a, a solid workload in front of you, aren't you? You're gonna have plenty to do. Wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. And you can brag she did it with honors. Congrats. (laughs) Congrats a lot, then, to Mood Swing. Congrats to you. Um, I've made video games with tutorials in them. Do I count as a teacher? Um, I think anyone in the education space. Like, I I really appreciate... I think think teachers require a very special kind of uh, discipline and dedication, but I'm very, very appreciative to everyone who has... Yeah, like, video games with tutorials in them. I can't... I cannot... Tell you how much I learned from "Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego"? Like that gave me a foundation of knowledge that I I have built on since then. So um, I I think obviously my parents for being very very dedicated and serious about homeschooling me, but like some of those games that have educational elements to them, especially ones that are executed well, that lives with me. Like there I I I am <laughs> I owe a great debt to whoever created um, "Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego." Um, the the game where you're trying to find all of the, the international relics that she's stolen. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but even though I looked it up before. But uh yeah, that one has had an impact on my life, but of course, uh everyone in the everyone working on education, everyone working to bring truth and information and education to the world. Thank you a ton. Um, okay. I think we're through the week, right? Yeah. And we've got Elisa Bean. Okay, now let me go ahead and make sure that I've got everything else finished up. Um, Ash has one. Uh, Ash, I don't know if Ash is still in here. I think Ash had to duck out, so I do apologize. But Ash, thank you a ton for sharing the word um, on uh, Twitter. Um, let's see. On the fourteenth, uh, at at Alyssa, that's on Twitter. At at, at Alyssa, <laughs> um, thank you a ton uh, for showing folks about the channel. So uh, whichever of you, and I want to say, so Alyssa has definitely pitched in before, but I don't think Alyssa is typically here on the live shows. And uh, Tuna, I do believe it is Treasures of Knowledge. I believe it is Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, Treasures of Knowledge. I think that's right, but I'll have to double check later. Um, I'll put some screenshots over in the Discord later tonight. Um, uh, So uh, Alyssa or uh, Ashton, Ashmore, uh, if any, either, if either of y'all are here, go ahead and put in chat what you would I like your Frizz bean tweeted. to be. Taken. Frizz said she tweeted. Uh, let's see. Right now,
1: she said she tweeted.
0: Gotcha. Um, and yeah, right now. Maybe that's a different app. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a totally inden uh, independent app. Um. Okay, so I'm seeing flying sidecar. I don't see anything on there. I don't know what you're talking about, Frizz. For real though, I don't see you up here, <laughs> and I've I've looked both at my notifications and at uh, and at the hashtag. So who knows who knows what's going on? Uh, I have to check Instagram as well. So, um, so do we got two two extra. Ones? I believe so. From who? Uh, Ash and um, uh, at at Alyssa. They said they did HPLA. Ashmore and at at Alyssa. Um, and, uh, over on Instagram, we do have Holly Rose as well. Wonderful. All right. Fantastic. Everybody. Thank you a ton. We may even have more in here. Uh, yes, we do. We got one for Luke too. Luke put me in a story. Luke, thank you a ton. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone y'all are great. Y'all are great. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, maybe you got a, You might have, like, a private Twitter thing set up or something. Okay, um, so
1: we got four more?
0: Um, I think so. I know Luke's I, in here. I think we do have four more. Luke, 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 put your... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Her name's Mama Cass, and she's here to say... but Oh, man. All right, let me see. Yeah, I'll check over there again. pa 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 pa. All right, check the old and new tags. If you changed it, yeah, I, I'm I'm checking both of them. And honestly, like, again, Frizz is Frizz is one of those folks who I I trust you. We'll
1: do if you put
0: it in there, I'll believe you.
1: We'll do at, at Alyssa because I don't think they're gonna be in here. So. All right, we'll do that one first. Anybody else?
0: All right. Let's see it. This one's for you. Uh, uh, Alyssa. Indeed. Uh, All right. My first tweet in three years. (laughs) (laughs) Going out to your thousands of fans. Oh, whoa. What is this?
1: That was a
0: reaction. <laughs> what is this? I
1: think I
0: know what it is. It's a bad fruit. It's a bad fruit I don't like. I recognize it. It's like cantaloupe or something. Ugh. It reminds me of my grandma's house. No,
1: this is the worst bean.
0: <laughs> I hate this bean. What is this? It's like stinky old peach. <laughs> what is this bean? Ugh. Um... Um, I mean, I definitely recognize it, but I don't know why flavors come on. Um,
1: I can't give it to you based on that.
0: I know, but can you just say that I got it
1: though?
0: No. <laughs> bean flavor grandma's house. Yes. Midnight. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with cantaloupe, I guess. Cause that's the only thing that I can think of. Stop. Don't. <laughs> She's cracking up. Don't.
1: You think it's cantaloupe flavored bean? I don't know what it is, just
0: tell me what it is I'm done it's
1: strawberry jam and it's the worst bean in the entire world I don't know why it tastes like that I know Trust me, I know
0: I grew up on strawberry jam It's so
1: bad What the heck? That one and the margarita one are the worst That's
0: no good Oh, I got that one wrong. Okay.
1: Bean flavor. Musty rug. (laughs) Old coats. Oh, baby. Um, uh, (laughs) This curtain is a flavor Sam knows.
0: I'm not a big cantaloupe (laughs) fan, Tenacia. No, I am not. Yeah, I guess fake strawberry? I guess? It's so bad. I mean, the strawberry flavored beans don't taste that bad. Strawberry jam, apparently... Muy terrible. <laughs> Isn't there one? No, <laughs> oh, that would explain why I haven't found it to be distasteful. <laughs> why do we do this?
1: Strawberry and strawberry jam.
0: This is a mess. Okay. Um, all right. Now, uh, as bad as the sausage one, ooh, we've had a couple of bad, bad sausage beans.
1: This is like, it's like a bad, like, you you go in there like, oh, strawberry jam, that's going to be super tasty. And it's just... So gross. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this should be nice. It's
1: not like a yucky, like, oh, this is going to suck kind of bean.
0: It's still pretty yucky.
1: It's definitely yucky. <laughs> okay,
0: so who were the other ones <laughs> on Um, next. Uh, okay, so Frizz. we. we'll go with Frizz because I'm sure. here. sure <laughs> here. Frizz, do it. There was one from Frizz, and I know there was one from Luke, too. So you don't look. You don't look. I'll look a little bit don't look at all i could look a tiny bit no just a little no looking i want to i could look a little bit no looking. you gotta look though
1: i know but i'm making sure you're not looking
0: i won't look <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look your- oh, i gotta on. no i gotta look at instagram and stuff make sure that i didn't miss anybody she's gonna poke me i know she is <laughs> she did i told you um all right Yeah, Frizz, I'm not sure what the deal is, but I'm not seeing another one. Like I said, go for it, but... All
1: right,
0: close your eyes. Um. There we go. All right, my eyes are closed. And I'm on my knees, waiting for the answer. Are we human? Are we dancer? And let's do one. Let's do one for tuna.
1: For fake tuna or for real tuna?
0: For well, real tuna. Okay. Um, oof! Another another spicy one. I should have assumed as much. Um Okay, I'm just not gonna bite into this one very much. I'm just gonna send it back quick. Just... Yeah, I, 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 I. <laughs> like a naked mole rat. <laughs> um. I need enough though. It's that like weird chemically one. So I think that one was habanero. Final answer? Or is that cayenne? It's probably cayenne. I already said final answer. Can I change it? Because yeah, you haven't, I haven't answered haven't yet? Given it to you yet. Okay, I'm going to change my answer to well, see, but the fact that you would want me to <laughs> means that I was probably right the first time. I'm, I'm going to change it. Cayenne, final answer. Boop. It was Carolina Reaper. Hmm. Well, I'm glad I ditched it, twit. Twitch. Twitch? quick i'm glad (laughs) yeah i don't know these where these tweets are flying sidecar
1: bear with us y'all we're grandparents here Mm -hmm. we don't know how social media works
0: i mean i I, and y'all are doing flying right not fly in (laughs) i need i need that g in there i guess what i'll just check it's definitely that's an Fly inside car. <laughs> if you don't add the G, then the hashtag is just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's this?
1: Help. <laughs> hey, help. Fly inside car. Help.
0: Did y'all hear what Tesla's working on? Fly inside car. <laughs> Welcome to future. You can fly inside car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears> him. <throat> okay. All right.
1: I guess we'll save Luke's for last, maybe just in case he comes back. Oh my good lord! Who were the other people?
0: Um, Ash? Ashmore was one. Are you here? Uh, I found tuna, by the way. I still i I don't know where I don't know where uh, Frizz is at, but I I found tunas. Oof, oh baby. Hmm. I had it and now it's gone again. That's wild. What's going on there?
1: Can you just search that person?
0: I guess. Why is it just they're just not showing up? Well, that's not fair to y'all, is it?
1: So now we gotta trust them when they say they put them in.
0: No, I'm not gonna trust everyone. These beans are are a stretch these are a bit much for me already um yeah straight up i saw you there and then you have disappeared from the from the ranks here
1: okay so ashmore and tuna and one more and luke so you have four more let's get going yeah let's do it all right tuna i know you're here
0: yep tuna go for it Okay, and don't forget, everyone. Um, we are switching over to the flying sidecar uh, for all of our flying sidecar needs, whether it's Harry Potter or Percy Jackson, etc. Um, uh, let me see, and yeah, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing anything for that one yet. And I've searched it both on top and latest. Like I said, I'm not a not a big fan of the fact that it's not showing me everyone, so I'm not sure what the deal is there. But <clears throat>
1: Ouch. All right. Ouch. Are you looking? Not ideal. Did you just
0: read that? I'm, I'm I'm, seeing stuff in chat, yeah. I didn't see anything about the bean. Okay, don't
1: look. When I say don't look, it means don't look. You got it?
0: Look a little bit. Got look, it.
1: None.
0: <laughs> look. Only mostly look. Yeah, Only mostly look. That's not. That's that is a. a tuna. That was not an impression at all.
1: Uh, oh. Oh, oh. All right. Well, close your eyes. Go right. for it.
0: I don't care. The floor bean? Just, just do it. Just throw it back. I got it. All it's right. fine.
1: The fact that
0: it's on the floor is for fake tuna. Oh, <laughs> well, it's for tuna. Ow. All right, <laughs> let me see. Docking,
1: so I had to put my fingers in there.
0: Again, it's got that weird stink to it. Does that mean coffee? No, it tastes like cantaloupe again. Is what it does. It's tough to tell right after such a hot bean. You
1: didn't even chew it.
0: All right, but I had to do enough to, to get the flavor across. I think, <laughs> I you know what? This is a tuna move anyway. It's, it's strawberry jam again, isn't it? Final answer. Nope. No? What is it? Strawberry daiquiri. Strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> it still was not great, but uh, all right. All right. Oh. Oh, no. Still not great. Still not great. Not a big fan. What's oh no? What's going on? Oh no. Oh. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Next three. I don't think they're here, so I'm just
0: going to do them. Yeah, let's do it. Rapid fire. All right. Ashmore. Thank you very much. Ashmore? Luke was one of them. Did we get one from Luke? I haven't, no. Okay. Yeah, Luke was in here earlier, I but I'm... Luke, and Luke more, but probably has some great. stuff to do in the morning, huh? Um, Luke, Ashmore, and uh, Ashley? Nope. A, it says with an A, I think. At, uh, at, 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 Alyssa. Did we? Yeah, that was oh. the first one we did. Well, what the whole heck? Jade? No, Jade was uh, early in the month. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was, are we sure we got at, Alyssa? Yeah. At, at, at Alyssa. Because I was pretty sure they weren't there, so we did that
1: one. right, first. Ashmore and Luke, let's do it. Shoot.
0: This first one is for ashmore ashmore I know you're typically here and I'm sorry you've missed it but thank you very much I'm ready here we go bean flavor raw hot dog I've had worse frankly the I I, I wished when I was eating the sausage beans that they were so mild <laughs> I forgot to tag you curses I see that's why we didn't find it that's all right Go ahead and throw, throw a tag on there and we'll add it to next week because technically the deadline for this is before we take our mid, mid-time break. Um, like I said, they'll hold over. No worries. Um, Jade says we have weird stink coffee in Old Peach and Cantaloupe. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. I'm so lost. I'm, I'm, I've am i had so many spicy beans and I'm so confused I'm so lost and confused now. I don't know what to do. Um, uh, also, Archer Kid, I think I might have missed you, but thank you a ton. Escar uh, Love It, I think I got. Thank you very much for the bits. But Archer Kid um, has been going pretty nuts, frankly, with all of the um, all of the gifters. Like, yeah, you were <laughs> – today, or I should say our, our weekly top gifters are um, Nasty Hudson with five, Ashmore with five, and Archer Kid with – Twenty-one. So, thank you a ton. Thank you a lot, Um, and all y'all can thank them as well. Um, Okay, let me see. This one—it's—it's a fruity one, but boy, I never know.
1: Those are your description. She's quoting.
0: (laughs) Did I say say weird old stink coffee? I guess I did because yeah, (laughs) (laughs) coffee tastes like stink beans after the (laughs) spicy beans. Look, look. I don't know. Jade, don't don't get at me like this. Not like this. <laughs> um, okay, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna go with watermelon. Final answer. Pear. Pear. I probably could have. I probably could have gotten that one. I know. If I hadn't. A, if I if I hadn't been so is so very spicy. So it's so, so spicy. Okay. Um, and finally, that one was for. Ashmore, right? Yep. And this one is for Luke. Luke, thank you very much. Y'all, thank you a ton. It's great to have you all here, and it's great to have you all adding to the beans pile. Thank you all for letting people know about the show, Um, especially now is the time, because we're going to be going into a new series. Um, We are coming on to uh, Percy Jackson, and with that on the horizon... I would love to get some new folks in so that they can start watching from the beginning so there's not the intimidation of like, oh baby, I've got, you know, three years of chapters to catch up on. Um, especially considering, boy, those early chapters were a little rough to watch. <laughs> no asterisks for fruit. Oh, absolutely not. No, I, I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't accept it. That is that is below my standards of accuracy. No pluses, no asterisks for fruit. I need, I need to get it right. At least mostly right. At least kind of right. A little right. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Hmm. This one's got like a uh, kind of a kiwi thing going on. Are there kiwi beans? Is that a thing? I don't know. My palate is so confused. (laughs) Aren't you kid?
1: probably the first thing you've eaten today,
0: isn't it? Nope. I had a a muffin earlier. (laughs) Um, Archer Kid. I'm really glad you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Um, okay, let me see. Kiwi. Yeah, I mean, it tastes like kiwi. I'm gonna go kiwi. Final answer. It won't be. Let's find out what it actually is, gang. Go.
1: Grape soda.
0: It's grape soda. <laughs> Everyone, so th- <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, so I fun. certainly appreciate all of your great contributions to my Persian's class. And I can't tell you how much I'm excited for going into a new book. Don't forget, we're not done with Harry Potter quite yet. we gotta, we got to talk about the books. we gotta, re- we got to go in and watch the movies. Nothing to worry about. But I can assure you, I expect to see you all there. Everyone, thank you a ton. I'm really bad at this, but I appreciate you sticking with it, and uh, I hope you have enjoyed it. Um... I thought these chapters tonight went fantastic. Um, I have, I've got very little editing to do compared to a lot of the rest of them, and I thought it went so, so well. Everyone, thank you a ton for being here. Um, I'm going to miss you all uh, over the next couple of weeks because I'm not going to be raiding quite as often. But yes, indeed, Memnite, we are going to raid over now. Let me find out. Let me make sure that, that uh, Mr. Halfbit is indeed streaming. Um, Okay, excellent. So, what did he say? Yeah, he is. I just saw it. Uh, which means, I hope you all enjoy this raid over there. Um, don't forget, everyone. Um, Tuna Sunday is currently uh, having a uh, uh, currently participating in Thankmas, um, which uh, I think Tuno is willing to probably give a uh, a more specific sort of rundown on what that's like. But basically. Um, uh, working toward charity, and uh, so don't forget, everyone. We are rating over to Mister Halfbit's channel right now, but go ahead and check out uh, Tuna underscore Sunday on Twitch as well. Don't forget, um, you can find uh, Halfbit tonight, obviously, and then Tuna tomorrow and Saturday. Um, it's a great week full of Sidecar and Pit Crew and friends and all that. So, um, uh, and also Louise the Goat Lady. Uh, On days when I'm not streaming, um, basically Mondays and Fridays, um, earlier in the day. And uh, they're just short little bites of like what it's like to live on the homestead. And it's a fantastic look. So everyone have a great one. Tuna Sunday is indeed eating a real tuna Sunday on Sunday. Uh, You don't want to miss that. And when I say real tuna Sunday, I do mean it. To find out precisely what that means, you're going to have to go find out there, aren't you? Look for info in the Discord. Okay, fantastic. Yep, Tuna will let us know there. And now let's go say hi to Mr. Halfbit. Um, let's see, what are we gonna say to Mr. Halfbit? Um, let's we're all gonna rush it in there and say the finale. All right, there we go. Because apparently that's part of Raid etiquette. Goodbye. Oh wait, did it like did it expire or something? That's wacky. No, you good. Okay, good. All right, and to everyone listening in Discord, thank you, oh baby, thank you a ton. It's been great. Uh, uh, Alina, Carricks, Gems, Kit, Cloud Kicker, MMP, Muffin Man, Nasty Hudson, and uh, Susanna. y'all, thanks a bunch. I'll see y'all later. Bye bye.